0: Of
1: common sense and comedy. This is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc
2: Thompson. Okay, they're overplaying their hand, and it would be really, really funny if it also wasn't kind of serious and could get pretty dangerous. Every day I think, wow, we have just taken another new step with, with being divided and people, like, ready to pop like a frog on a hot plate. I mean, we are this close to the it's, – it's nuts. But the Democrats are clearly overplaying their hand on this thing. The whole separating children. They, it's funny. When you go back and look the last couple of months, like, what was it before this, the David Hogg and the gun thing? The gun, yeah, Parkland shooting. Remember how I was like, holy moly, this is like just constantly in the media. It doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. And now, even after Trump a week ago says, all right, we're going to keep the children with the families, it's not enough. Now you're incarcerating children. Yeah. Now you're incarcerating families, families. right? You're yeah. Even though they're together. It's it's not about that. It's just they want to keep this in the media, and the media wants to keep it in the media, and they keep ginning this up in order to drive people to the polls today, it's another primary day yeah. for a bunch of states and obviously then this fall in the general election. But I think they're overplaying their hand on this thing. You cannot keep people at a fever pitch forever without something bad happening. Mm. The best that you can help for is that a malaise sets in and then people go back to their lives and stop this stuff. But what comes with that is the malaise and the uh, apathy where people aren't engaged. And the bad will, so it's not a good environment. If people just kind of, you know, get sick of it and go away, but what you could have happen is something really bad. We know, we, we live this. We saw this starting in about uh, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, mm-hmm. well before Obama was president. I mean, we were all ginned up, anyways, at the nonsense that was coming out of Washington from Bush and the other Republicans, and then all of a sudden you have Obama come in and just go crazy with progressive ideas, I mean, that's what partially led to Donald Trump. That's the reason the Republican Party, the John McCain's, the uh, Lindsey Graham's, and the others fight so hard against the president and other Republicans, and you, the American people who've had enough, is because they lost control of it. Mm -hmm. The Democrats, the best they can hope for is that people will be ginned up enough to see a blue wave, whatever that is. They may take the House, they may take the Senate, may in a couple of years take the White House, whatever, uh, but they're going to lose control of it as well. Yeah, They will lose control, and then they're going to be ticked, and there's going to be a greater divide. Meanwhile, it's not helping the American people, and we are just back and forth. The latest ooh, craziness isn't just your typical D.C. politics back and forth. We had, over the weekend, uh, the Sarah Huckabee Sanders story, where the Red Hen restaurant Did not boots her, her out. Mm-hmm. A couple days before that, you had two different incidents with other members of the uh, Trump cabinet. You had the DHS secretary being screamed at at the Mexican restaurant, right? Shame, shame. And then a Mexican restaurant, no less. How dare you? And then Stephen Miller, Trump's advisor, same scenario Mm -hmm. with the DHS secretary also at a Mexican restaurant, no less. Yeah,
3: and then over there you have uh, Florida AG also gets attacked and harassed.
2: Yeah, the attorney general for the state of Florida was she was harassed by some big dudes too oh yeah
3: yeah so everybody's getting harassed
2: so this is this is new i mean we've had situations during the tea party even where the tea party went and and protested outside of offices. You know, John, I was outside of John Boehner's office yeah, one time in South I
3: don't remember you guys going uh, out there off their heads like,
2: I want to hurt you guys. Right. This. There was no I, calls for violence. No, I don't um, remember that. I don't remember any sus, sub, uh, substantial incidents of anybody going to a politician's home.
3: I don't. I, I,
2: I mean, if there are, it, I just don't remember mm-hmm. them or it certainly was not common. Here's three of those. In less than a week. Less than a week, yeah. And people have now been going to their homes as well. Yeah. They actually traveled to the DHS secretary's home. Oh, wow. And protest.
3: Wow.
2: So. Well, we saw also the gays do that to Mike Pence. You saw it to Mike Pence at his house as well. They did like a whole this parade is yeah. This is different now. This is taking it to the next level. And then over the weekend, of course, Maxine Waters, with a very bad microphone, out calling for more of this stuff. Listen.
1: We want it done now. We're going to insist on it. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Already, you have members of your cabinet uh, that have been booed out of restaurants. Yeah, hold on, hold day. on, hold on
2: one second. Hold on one second. I didn't get that. The crowd cheered at members of your administration booed out of restaurants. <laughs> Hooray! They can't eat food in public. <laughs> what? I mean, I'll give the benefit of the doubt say they're cheering at the booed part, but really yeah. think how stupid yeah. that is. You're at a political rally for a member of Congress and you cheer when she says members of the president's cabinet are being booed out of restaurants <laughs> hooray kick them out they didn't wash their hands what all right a little bit more are that have been booed out of restaurants
1: do <laughs> you have protesters no taking boo. up at their house
4: <laughs>
1: He's staying no face no sleep No peace, no sleep And guess what We're gonna win this battle Because while you try and quote the bible Jeff Sessions and others You really don't know the bible God is on our side Mm.
2: God's a democrat Mm.
1: On the side of the children
2: Mm.
1: On the side of what's right On the side of what's honorable On the side of understanding That if we can't protect the children We can't protect anybody And so let's
5: stay the course. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you
1: get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere.
2: They will not be able to eat. Shop at a department store or at a gasoline station. That's our big blue wave. <laughs> that's a wave. So That's the one they're
3: talking about. Yeah, the protest wave. That's a, the big the blue protest wave. Okay. That's right. Not a, not sending you know people up that's there right. representing the, the normal right. way. It's just a blue wave of protesting.
2: You can still use Uber Eats and have it delivered. You can still order things via Amazon, but in public, we say nay, nay. If you go to a restaurant, especially a Mexican restaurant, we will yell shame. There will also be no gasoline station visits. You must have that delivered as well in those red jugs.
3: By the way, there's a good gasoline service that actually delivers gasoline to your house.
2: Chris Cruz knows of a new gasoline service which will deliver to your house. Or you can have people do that for you. After all, you're in the (laughs) president's cabinet. You're probably not pumping your own gas anyways. (laughs) But if you choose to do so, there will be a blue wave that yells shame. I mean, of course, if you're willing to deal Mm. with that, uh, then we got no power. But damn it, there will be no Mexican restaurant eating. (laughs) Is that just a coincidence, or does Trump, as a cabinet, really likes Mexican food? Really?
3: Because uh, uh, they, like, what is like the
2: one meal of Trump? Well, we know two meals of Trump. There's the bowl, two meals. The taco bowl. The taco bowl and Big Macs. Yes. That's it, right? Yes.
3: And the side of Coke.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, but, yeah but so Trump, again, with the Mexican. Mm.
3: They love their Mexican. Mexican's good.
2: Yeah, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying, that wow, queso, that's pretty man, interesting. That, queso. that might be the, uh, <laughs> the go-to. That might be the go-to for him. <laughs> so, okay, so this is where we're at, right? Yes. Yesterday, Nancy Pelosi tweets a link to Maxine going off yes. and says uh, Trump's daily lack of civility has provoked responses that are predictable but unacceptable. As we go forward, we must conduct elections in a way that achieves unity from sea to shining sea. So kind of calling out Maxine. Yeah,
3: Yeah, that's okay. what I got from it.
2: David Axelrod said disgusted with administration policies, organize, donate, volunteer, vote. Rousting cabinet members from restaurants is an empty and ultimately counterproductive gesture that won't change anything. Chuck Schumer takes to the floor of the Senate and says no one should call for the harassment of political opponents. That's not right. That's not American. The president's tactics and behavior should never be emulated. It should be repudiated by organized, well-informed, and passionate advocacy. Now, I don't agree with these three on politics or whatever, but I do appreciate them calling out wrong when they see it. Yes. Nancy and Chuck a little bit less because they have to as members of the two houses. Yeah. They have to, even if secretly they're like, that's right. The great Emma Lazarus wrote (laughs) on the Statue of Liberty. In fact, I named my daughter (laughs) Emma. (laughs) And let me pause and just say, if you see Trump people eating Mexican restaurant, (laughs) Make sure to call them out. He may privately be saying these things. Yeah. But in public, they have to. David Axelrod, he doesn't have to be involved in this. so no. that's, I, I give him some credit mm-hmm. for, for saying this is not how you mm-hmm. should act. But here it is. Three leaders in the Democrat Party, maybe arguably the three biggest leaders at this mm-hmm. point now that you know Obama the is uh, on hiatus here. He's been involved a little bit, but not the same way. So they're saying don't do this why why would they all boom right after nancy yesterday this all all came out makes them look evil makes them look bad they're worried about overplaying their hand and not getting the blue wave like they've been intended showing that this is about them trying to get a blue wave they Mm -hmm. want people ginned up the, the, the key is to get right to that level, that perfect level, where people are so engaged that they go to the polls in greater numbers. They take everybody, make sure their friends are out there. You win some people in the middle. All of this, enough to get elected. That's it. But if you overplay it, people see you as the bully, and then they stay home, and it energizes the other side yep. and all of this. That's what they're really about here. Maybe even Axelrod is about it. He even says go vote. But I can at least give him the credit where it's due. So what did Maxine do? Maxine, hearing their cries... Understanding that, okay, there's might something overplay, more here. Might overplay my might hand. Might overplay my hand. She goes right. on MSNBC, and we have that from yesterday. Why,
0: what is your response to your Democratic colleagues who say you
5: are out of line,
0: and why do you think they're telling you that?
5: They don't really say I'm out of line. What they try to do is find a way uh, to talk about civility without a- attacking me or anybody else. As the leader of uh, the Democratic Party, I expect uh, that she would do everything that she could to make sure nobody believes uh, that Democrats are out here harassing anybody or causing any violence. And I think that she was very responsible. Wait,
2: wait, 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 wait hold it. She the Democrats are not out there harassing yeah, anybody? Yeah,
3: she, she don't want the public to believe that
2: they're um, not out harassing anybody that's that's what we've talked about for 10 minutes now. Yes. I just give you gave you three examples from the last week. Yes. And actually more than that because they also went to people's homes.
3: Yeah, and they doxed them.
2: Remember the Oh, then they doxed the, a bunch of the ICE agents and some other people as well. Yeah. You're right. So Okay, so What do you got for me, Nancy? Uh,
5: The Democratic Party, I expect uh, that she would do everything that she could to make sure nobody believes uh, that Democrats are out here harassing anybody or causing any violence. And I think that she was very responsible in the way that she said that. They're not attacking me. They're trying to make sure that people understand that we're focused on the children and that we're not focused on this diversion, particularly the way the president would have it sound and make it out to be. And again, let me just tell you this, I am focused on the children. I've had sleepless nights about the fact that these children do not we do not know where they are. The parents don't know where they are. Why can't the administration come up with a plan to connect them and make it public so that we can all get more comfortable with the fact that they are going to be reconnected? They should not have been separated in the way that it was done in the first place. This president will try to do everything to divert eye attention. He calls me names. He calls everybody wait, names. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh, man-
2: hold on, hold on. Uh, wow, so... So many words. So many words. So many words. I don't remember
3: if it was a yes or no question.
2: I don't know. I've forgotten
3: if it was like a yes or no question. Remember that
2: malaise I was talking about? It hit me like six (laughs) words in, and then I was like, damn it, we're still on the air. I I better pay attention to back into this thing here. I was out making a sandwich in the hall.
3: (laughs) I was writing notes. I know. I was like,
2: wait, what? What did she say? uh, Okay. Uh, 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 Sleepless nights. That's right.
3: Sleepless nights.
2: So I'm expected to believe that Maxine Waters... Uh. So upset, she gets home living in her very modest, uh, modest home in Los no, Angeles. Very no, modest, no. you know, driving herself to the gasoline no. station, okay, you know, making her own Mexican food. Um, <laughs> she gets home and she mm. uh, flips on the old MSNBC, possibly The Blaze. <laughs> <laughs> and she the looks, blaze at the, wife. looks at the Blaze and she goes, <laughs> Look at these guys on the news and why it matters. They're talking about this children being separated, and I just can't take it. I was about to go to bed and. She gets on that uh, old lady nightcap, you know, Mm. gets in bed, takes off her wig. And, uh, oh, please, she's wearing a wig. There's no (laughs) secret.
3: She's wearing a wig.
2: Okay. To quote, uh, to paraphrase uh, Mary Wilson of the Supremes, Andy, there's some things you need to know about black women You (laughs) wear wigs. Okay. That's a fun story. Anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, so she takes off the wig She climbs into bed And she just uh, Head hits the pillow And she's back and forth No, children Children, children Families Children Families She gets up The moon Shining through, shining the, window, through the window Shows the little Window silhouette On the floor there She's pacing back and forth Pacing The children, children. The children the children. children the children The children What can I Sleepless nights She can't sleep Because of the children mm. She's up Mm. poor maxine no, poor. i feel bad for yeah. her and, and the president what's mm. he doing he's dividing yeah. by, calling the, her names
3: her 0.45 million dollar mansion i'm sorry B-
2: very modest home uh, was what
3: 4.5 million dollar mansion is in, in south did LA. you say 0.5
2: million 4.5 million 4.5 that sounds 4 like 4 millions. 4 millions that's millions, several, four, millions several millions several of dollars li- that's
3: actually yes that's like mm. 4.5 million million dollar mansion.
2: In california that's like a bungalow in uh you know, in the rest of the world, that's you know, all it is, a little small little Cape Cod house. That's,
3: she served for four decades, so, you know, at her salary oh, over the years, you know. Uh, all right, we
2: got a little bit more from Auntie Maxine.
5: To divert eye attention. He calls me names, he calls everybody names. Hold it. Uh, as-
2: Obama's doing all this to divert attention. Uh, President Trump? Uh, excuse me, President Trump. Thank you. President Trump's doing this to divert attention. Yes. That's not why she's doing it. No, she's doing it for yeah for the children. for the children Should because do. of the sleepless Should nights. Do. As right. a matter
5: of fact, we expect that from him. But we expect we've come too close uh, to normalizing this president, listen to some of his statements during his campaign and since he's been president. His violent statement, so I'll quote, I'd like to punch him in the face. Another violent statement, knock the crap out of them. Another one, maybe he should have been roughed up. And then he goes on to say, try not to hurt him, but if you do, I'll defend you in court. Don't worry about it. Now, if that's not creating violence and supporting violence, what is? I've said nothing like that. Right. I've and you, talked about peaceful. Um, uh. right. Oh, right. 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 And I just want to be clear. Oh. Uh, oh, zip, 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 zip. Uh, what was that there?
2: Oh, no, She no. said nothing like that.
5: Oh, you little... Did she
2: say punch people in the face? Have you ever heard her say that? No. Oh, there it is. But she did say... Stand up, get in their face, scream at them. Yes. Yeah, she has definitely crossed the line with it. Maybe oh. not even as vocal as Trump, but come on. Oh, come, come on, on man. man. All right, let me get a quick break in a little bit more on this. And we'll also get some of your tweets in with the hashtag What I Learned Today on This, The Morning Blaze. The Morning Blaze.
0: Inappropriately appropriating cultures since 2012. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on The Blaze Radio Network. The Morning
2: Blaze with Doc Thompson. Oh, we're back. Okay. Wow, it helps. I'm like, is my mic going it's like on the and stuff? Or whatever? You have to plug yourself in? I know, right? My little headphones <laughs> were off there. I was like, what's going on? Chris just looking at me. I was like, I maybe give me a little heads up there, buddy. No! All right, uh, touch <laughs> touch more on uh, Maxine Waters. Just a bit more. Here we go. <laughs>
5: nothing like that right i talked talked about peaceful
2: protests. right and i just want to be clear that you you
0: don't you don't think that's a good idea i mean you're like you you don't
2: she talked she talked about peaceful protest and here's that guy chris whatever calling her out
0: I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, you're like you, you don't you don't approve the president's language there. You wouldn't call for people to to physically threaten,
5: intimidate or to attack anyone. I just want to be crystal clear on that because absolutely not. I would not in any way support any violence, anybody being See, hit or beaten there it is. or then say to them, I'll have to get you out of jail. This president is guilty of all of that. Don't forget that they created some of the most violent uh, protests that we have ever seen led by a president president of the United States of America I'm for the children I'm for the parents I want those children connected uh, back to their parents I want this president to come up with a plan where he can make us all comfortable that this is going to be done now on, wait, wait, uh, t- wait what
2: it's like uh, one run on sentence can she breathe I know. Okay, first of all, um, go. you have called for violent uh, violence as well. Antifa. Uh, right. Exactly. Support the, some of the most violent groups and organizations out there. Um, you have lied. I did not call for impeachment, even though days before be and days in, we have impeachment claims. It's not said, but she's doing it for the children. Now you know. Children. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, the thing that she
3: says, President Trump was leading the protest. Um, I know President Trump is. You know, like. The people's president, and he's like, Hey, I'm going to tell you everything. But last time I checked, I didn't see President Trump in the middle of a protest leading a protest. No,
2: he absolutely is not. I mean, has no. he said things over the top that I disagree with, yes. said that have potentially violent. Yeah, of course. Uh, but it is certainly on the same uh, level uh, that Maxine Waters mm-hmm. and others have done at this point mm-hmm. as well. But I think they are in danger of overplaying this. Now, here's something that's really, really interesting Heidi Hess. Heidi Hess has, uh, is one of the ones that has led the protests at some of the administrators' homes, okay. like the uh, DHS secretary's okay. home. got it. Heidi Hess is one of the ones, that her committee has led these protests at okay. people's homes. Okay. She says that protesting at their homes is not outside the realm of what seems absolutely necessary at this point. If you're ripping four months old from their mom's You have made a decision that there is almost nothing sacred. I don't think that ICE is terrorizing families only during the workday. Wow. So protesting at Nielsen's home, Mm -hmm. at ICE home, whatever. Mm -hmm. She disagrees with Nancy and Chuck and David Axelrod saying Mm -hmm. civility and don't do this stuff. She said, I think they're scared that it's not going to play well in some kind of contested political landscape, but I think they're wrong. So it is, again... Uh, not outside the realm of what seems absolutely necessary, going to their homes and wow. protesting with their family and their children, which is really dancing on mm-hmm. that, uh, that uh, pinhead of what is acceptable and calling for violence well, when you're at someone's home.
3: Normal civilization. Normal rules. You know, like, why? Golden rule. Come right. on.
2: I mean, if, if you're at someone's home, there's an extra level of intimidation there. Yes, there okay. is. Do you know who Heidi Hess is? No, I do not. Heidi Hess is co-director of Credo Action. Whoa! Little sucker punch there for you, huh?
3: Credo Action?
2: Credo Action. From Credo Mobile. From Credo Credo Mobile, which was the um which company that set up that when the folks at Patriot Mobile Bizarro. heard about them in 2010 or 12. I think it was 2010. Yeah. Uh, Patriot Mobile folks said, we've got to stop these nuts. So that's what led to it was Credo wow. so the head of Credo Mobile the one that we've told you about that like kind of led to yeah. Patriot Mobile saying we have to do something is saying it's absolutely necessary to go to their homes to intimidate them
3: wow what's
2: next if she's i mean she's that's out there she double down triple down saying wow. do we have to do this <clears throat> wow yeah the today's the day if you haven't already done so patriotmobile.com slash doc sign up and fight these knuckleheads at credo action you're absolutely fighting them and you don't have to do anything but switch over to a company that has great service and great coverage
3: and they're not going to go out there and, pr- and- fund protests. No,
2: exactly. You're actually taking it from other b- other big mobile companies yeah. fund some of this stuff as well. Yeah, They fund all kinds of it. it's just not as obvious. But wow. Credo Action, your mobile every every time you pay your monthly bill, it's going to knuckleheads like this that are and, and it's this is not left and right. Do not protest at people's homes this level of intimidation. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're going there to protest because President Trump is murdering people in the street. We're not there. You you're not at that point. We're not at concentration camps yet. Sorry. If he gets there, fine. I'll be in the street with you. You don't have to worry about it. We'll join you. That's right. We're not there. But until that happens, we've got to stop these knuckleheads from this insanity. Mm -hmm. Sign up for a Patriot Mobile account today at patriotmobile.com slash doc. Patriotmobile.com slash doc. Sign up today. This month, you can get an iPhone 6S for just 6 bucks a month or a J7 for just 6 bucks a month whatever J7 like is. is. We don't, we don't we know don't what that, know is. that is. And they have uh, nationwide coverage plans, unlimited plans that start at just $20 a Come month. On, man. So bucks. At Come on, man. Sign up today at patriotmobile.com slash doc. Come on, man.
3: You got a lot of tweets coming out. The C22 saying, uh, TMB, conspirational quotes, the best you hope for is malice.
2: Malice. Yeah. Malaise.
3: Oh, malaise? Is that malaise? I knew I was going to say that wrong. Yeah,
2: malaise. Yeah, I oh. hope for malice once in a while, though. For but that's usually just, just a bubble quote. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. My friend Chris Cruz has some of those to share right now. I do? Chris Cruz has some to share right now.
3: I do, I do, I do. Here we got a couple here. We got uh, Speaking Ducks saying, please, please play just one more clip of Maxine Waters. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I have one last nerve left to get on.
2: Sorry. <laughs> sorry about that word.
3: I'm sorry, but out of every, every clip that we play, Maxine Waters is my favorite one. No, she's over the top of the stuff. She, she is my favorite one
2: uh the c42 so she's like because when i start listening to her i i get the malaise and then the
3: malice
2: not the malice, but i get the malice too
3: <laughs>
2: the malaise and malice are hand-to-hand when i listen to her what if there's any other m words yeah definitely the uh the malaise though and i start going so many words so many words that she just makes me sleepy oh she does right right but um so if again can't sleep you don't need the Noda or the, uh, the um, uh, what is it, the sleeping ambient? pills. Oh. You don't need the, uh, what are the, Somanex? What, okay. uh, what are the other ones? I What's don't the other sleeping pill? The one with the little butterfly in the commercial. Ha! Huh. Anyway. I don't know. Ambient. You don't need the, no. Amp- I said Ambient. Is it Ambient? Is that it? Yeah, Ambient. You don't need the Ambient. Oh,
3: okay. okay. You just need Maxine
1: Waters. That's Maxine all. Water.
2: Now, the children, the children, children, and the separating of the children uh, <laughs> cause her sleepless nights. So she doesn't need energy drinks. <laughs>
1: no, she doesn't.
2: So there you go. <laughs> the C42 saying harass the
3: cabinet members if it will save just one One children. child's one life. Children. It's
2: worth it. It is absolutely worth it to do so.
3: Captain the Bird said she backed. She it's Maxine Waters. She backpedaled so much she broke the chain and wore off the threads. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. how dare you call her broken the chain is not like a little racist
2: well you mentioned chains that, that, you after we've heard that bit from people isn't that racist mi- you cannot mention chains when it comes to you know certain people okay jeremiah, i'm not saying that that's been stated
3: that's no, yes yes sorry. jeremiah is saying um is heidi hayes related to Rudolf hess to who has uh heidi Hess is she related to rudolph hess
2: yes i think so i absolutely okay. think so
3: if that was a joke i did not get it's it, a german so. thing
2: it's a hit the uh, nazi thing oh is it yeah
3: oh that's sad uh, Ashley tweeted out, uh, "Doc Thompson seems to know a lot, a lot about wings."
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You do? Mm-hmm. Lots and lots about them. Yep. Oh. Uh, by the way, uh, I didn't see it yesterday when people were saying uh, the what is it? Uh, Doc knows. Doc does. Yeah. What was it? Uh, what other tweet was hashtag. hmm
3: Doc knows.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like kind of a no truth to the rumor type thing about me, or maybe it was truth to the rumor. Anyway, okay. I didn't realize it, but Apr Coffee uh, had one. Good? That uh, that the blaze was being wait that that I sorry that APR bought out the blaze, and uh, my name was uh, legally being changed to changed to Bacon Blast. Okay. So there's no truth to that.
3: There's no truth to that.
2: mm mm-hmm.
3: Hmm. I like that.
2: So there is maybe 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 they're in play.
3: <laughs> Are they?
2: I don't know. Maybe. They got all that coffee money now.
4: <laughs>
2: God. DM has all that coffee money, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's like all that me- coffee money. I think that was him hinting that he is, might is, be looking is, at he's it. A, he, is he, he's kicking the tires.
3: He, does he have a seat on the table?
2: He might have a seat at the table. He might be kicking the tables, <laughs> or the, the tires out there, walking around. He he writes down a number on a piece of paper. <laughs> slides it over to glenn
3: that's the only way that you here make you it official you go you just
2: slide it over there i think you wrote it on a coffee bag just to, <laughs> it's a little arrogance there you know with <laughs> all this coffee money here it is <laughs> Stinky- <laughs> B- uh, you love to do that yeah, i know uh, Stinky it is so out. douchey to do that. I've got to do that at some point and like have people think I'm serious. Oh, so where you write paper? the number on the table and slide no, it over. do that to
4: me
3: upstairs. Well, I do
2: that to you, but I mean with like real people. Okay.
3: <laughs> Stinky Biscuit tweeting out, uh, correction, is a hair hat.
2: Oh, it's a hair hat. Okay.
3: <laughs> it's like the other one. Frederica, whatever. She wears that, the cowboy hat.
2: Oh, uh, um, Frederica? Frederica Wilson.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. like that one. It's just somebody stitched in there. Stitch it a, right in put there. Put it right on top. You can
2: <laughs> tell when you look at the one side of Maxine's forehead <laughs> that it doesn't really connect right there. The one piece of it in the week she's wearing. It's true. This is boss. I used to have this boss. <laughs> I used to have this boss. It was such a jackass. He was, well, I've had a lot of those, but one in particular, and he kind, of, he kind of mumbled like this, you know, like this. Think about it. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. This is how you kind of talk, like this, right? Okay. And uh, everybody hated him, and he was <laughs> just outward. I mean, he was a really smart guy, did a good job, but everyone hated him because he treated people poorly. But he comes in one day and mentions one of our other coworkers having a toupee. Oh. And it was a younger guy. you know, It wasn't real old, but everyone was like, really? He has a toupee? And he goes, think about it. Have you ever seen him get a haircut? <laughs> like never come in where it's short shorter one day, and couples were like, "Oh my gosh, you're Mama's right. First. <laughs> I just thought he was an ass, but he made a good point about the haircut. Sure enough, never saw the guy get a haircut. <laughs> Maxine, have you ever seen her get a haircut? You know.
3: Yeah, but that's it's a woman, though. It's different.
2: All right. So, apparently, Netflix has a uh, new workplace training video for their employees. Did you see it? Yep. I didn't watch the video. Do you mean, watch the video? No, but, no, no, I but saw the you, story. Yeah, the story. Yeah, so they have this. Uh, it's the whole Me Too thing. Kevin I saw Spacey? that they could potentially have, uh, from the Kevin Spacey canceling of House of Cards, lost $40 million. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's for me to create a little video, too. Not that kevin spacey's was had to do with netflix directly he no, they no. released it and they commissioned mm-hmm. the series but it's not like he's popping into the netflix uh, offices hey, hello there i'm uh, gonna
3: touch some women out okay i'll be right back
2: it's not like he, he's, he's in there going uh, hey are there any 14 year old boys that uh, i could lay down on top of in the back room in the conference yeah, I room he
3: was boys so anybody so
2: um is it uh, take your son to work day anything like that is there any young interns uh, we got the 16-year-old interns. I'm not sure that's going to get it done.
4: <laughs> oh,
2: can, so you, cool. can you send oh, down, uh, I don't know, a coffee or something like that, donuts downstairs? I think I saw a kid working at the bagel shop. Send him up here in the office. Um, I'm going to be in the conference room for a while. It's not like he's popping no, in. No, he's not doing that. I so wanted to do it. It's not like there's a 14, but it didn't apply for it did, him. No, not
3: for him. <clears throat> didn't not work for him. Far. No, not for him.
2: So, yeah, uh, it's not like he's doing that. But nevertheless, they say anything that they're associated with, anything that they're affiliated with, any, com- any commission has to have these higher standards, yes. essentially. And so it's a new uh, training video and also um, a list of new rules designed to protect people, they say. And the first rule, there's eight rules. Okay. First rule. Shout, stop, don't do that. Again, if a colleague has been inappropriate. Not say, not visit HR. Shout. Shout. Okay. I would so love to be working at Netflix, Netflix, even for like two, three hours today. I would, oh my gosh. It just says inappropriate. It doesn't say specifically sexually inappropriate, harassing. I would
3: not last an hour
2: oh no do you how many times could i shout stop don't do that again in an hour oh i'd be did everything yep right somebody just uh you know they block your path for 10 seconds while you're trying to get a stop, stop. don't do that again i'd be oh stop don't do that again. i'd be on the pa <laughs> uh, attention everybody stop don't do that again Attention, in the office. <laughs> that would be that'd be the running gag. Yes. You, you know that's happening today. Yes. Yes. you know people are reading this in uh, in Netflix Central, going, all right, let's make. Because that's what we'd be that doing. Is stupid. This is the reason I have to stand in the back of the room at company meetings. Because even if I agree with what they're saying, there's always something nonsensical like this. <laughs> that is true. i witnessed this. Right, don't I? I'm like, yes. oh, I'll be in the back here. And then I try to seek out a coworker who's sympathetic to hearing me. <laughs> who will tolerate hearing. Because I got to comment to somebody. It's like Jerry watching uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space. I can't crack wise to myself. It doesn't work. Right? That's how you go off the deep end. That's how you go crazy. You end up shouting at the clouds outside on the street corner. Stop! Don't do that again. Number two, okay. Netflix training. Back up. Number one. I want to know if that is also appropriate if I call Netflix because there's trouble with my account. So you could shout at them. Yes, exactly. Oh, it wow. just says if something has been inappropriate. Now it says a colleague, but this is in her office, so I think mm-hmm. it may mean all Netflix employees. Yeah. So you call them up and they're like, "No, I'm sorry that we had some." Stop! Don't do that again. Mm. I think that's. I think that's acceptable. Am I wrong? I think, no, no, okay. no, you're not. Number two, don't give lingering hugs or touch anyone for a lengthy period of time.
3: What is a lengthy period of time?
2: Well, you need specifics? I need specifics. Uh, no, but you can, you can give them a hug. I can. And you can touch them. Yes. But you can't touch them uh, for a lengthy period of time, and the hug cannot be a lingering one. <clears> oh. <throat> they don't say anything about the full body hug. Oh, or the the grinding hug. What about the side hug? The side hug that is office that is pol- uh, okay. p- appropriate. Yeah.
3: What about the from behind?
2: Uh, from behind again, as long as it's not full body. Okay. Because then you get into the father Nelson thing. Mm. You know, you yes. got the arm yes. up is a half yeah. Nelson, yes. Yes. and then yes. the two hands up and under is yes. called a full Nelson yep. in wrestling. And then if it's a full behind body hug, where the lower extremities are touching, that's the father Nelson. Yes. That's a. Catholic raping yep. boys joke. That's yeah, what that is. Yeah, just in case you didn't yeah. get that. No, okay, no, no got. I got it. Okay, I got good, that one. Good. Yes, good. Yes. So it yes. comes down, I think, to the full body. You could side hug at work, you do that, yeah. right? Yeah. That's cool. You could do the uh, pyramid the, the, hug, yeah, the where where your butts are out, yeah. and that's fine. But it doesn't say anything about the full body hug. As mm-hmm. long as it's not lingering, you can get up there and grind for a second.
3: That ex coworker that used to hug Cal, she would not. She'd be in trouble.
4: Remember?
3: That oh,
2: one? The, the the female. That's right. She's still here. Cal's just not here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But she used to hug him all the time, and it was all. You know, up and in there. So uh, what is lingering? I don't know. You have to let it linger, but I don't know how long lingering is. I don't know. Is it a a Mississippi count for lingering? Because it is a Mississippi count for other things with Netflix. Oh, that's coming up later in the list. So we'll come back to two. Number three, don't ask a colleague more than once if they have said no. Hey, Um,
3: did you get that report done?
2: No. No, no,
3: seriously. Did you get that report done?
2: Stop! Don't do that again. Is that, that what I, okay? No, no, no. You're right. That's it. It, but it doesn't say about sex or. I mean, I understand. <laughs> hey there, Sharon. Would you like to come out to my car? I got four on the floor. I mean, no. Are you sure? There's for okay, I get that yeah. you said no get once. That. Yeah, but what if it's you know? Hey, did you, you get, get that, that report? report? Did you put the cover on the TPS reports? You see what I'm saying? No, they said no once. That's it. By the way, I had the same rule with my with my kids. No, oh, I really? said no. Don't ask me again. <laughs> Cubby's the only kid that will ask me again if I say yes. So like, are you sure, Dad, that I can have this? Donut? No, he just keeps. I think it's because he's young. I think he means like now. Oh, okay. So, If he goes, can we get ice cream? And I go, yeah, sure. Can we can we get ice cream? I yes, I said yes. Oh, he's not can we get ice cream? ice cream right there. So he's can we like, can we get? Mm. Cubby, I yes, we'll get ice cream. Can we get ice? But I want ice cream. What do you not understand? <laughs> I, understand I, said the, yes. can, I said yes. I said yes. Right. If I say no, he just doesn't keep asking me. Mm. It's the yes. Drives me up the wall. (laughs) Number four. The Netflix new rules designed to protect people in the office. Steer clear of a colleague once they have said they are not interested in you. Okay. All right. Isn't that kind of like three? Or does that make three mean it could be the no could be about anything, not just asking them out?
3: But that that could be the dance of...
2: Steer clear... That's pretty stupid. Yes. Just say, hey, don't hit on him anymore. Whatever. Steer yeah. clear. I asked Sharon out two months ago. I'm going to make sure I stay in the north wing and on the lower level because uh, she's in the, she's the no south more. wing on the sixth floor. She's no more. So I'm going to move down to the basement office with uh, with Mil- Milton uh, just uh, <laughs> also got up denied. against the furnace. <laughs> I want to steer clear of her. What a stupid way to say that. Number five, don't ask for a colleague's phone number. Ah. Uh.
3: Hold on. What do you mean by that? Yes, I just asked Ron for his phone number because we had really? some technical. Yeah. yeah, but we had some technical issues. He's a good looking man. Ron's oh, he's very, very. Yeah. Yes, yes, He's thin.
2: He's fit. Yes, you gotta like yes. that, right? And he's uh mature. Yes, yeah, he's, he's very mature. mature very yes. yeah. Um I am assuming they mean for romantic interludes.
3: Okay, but who are you to dictate that?
2: Right, and and let's face it. Okay, come on sometimes romantic interludes are not obvious no like okay you see some and you're like oh yeah and (laughs) some you're like if she gives me the phone number yeah i mean i don't want to put a lot of work into it Mm -hmm. right so that's kind of a gray area there and (laughs) then right there's some you say to yourself i don't have to put a lot of work into it sure thank you right thank you it's you know the um what is uh, what is the end game? What am I going to get out of this for the act I, for the uh, amount of effort I put into it? Right. Yep. What's the booty I'm going to get? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should just move on. Number six: report a colleague who has given anyone unwanted attention. Oh. Uh, no. No. Do not do that. Leave that up to them. Yes. No. Let's just say. Let's just <laughs> say. Leave it up to the individual. They're a big boy, a big girl. Done. Number seven: don't flirt. <laughs>
3: Isn't that number... That's like four, all of these or whatever. Five.
2: That's huh. several of them, right. And finally, the eighth rule from Netflix to make their office safe. Okay. Don't look at anyone for longer than five seconds. Okay, I'm fired.
3: I'm fired. You like to stare. I'd love to stare. I stare
2: at people. I I'm a people. starer.
3: Both genders and 188 genders.
2: I'm always trying to figure stuff out. I'm like, what the hell are you yeah, doing over too. there? What yeah. the hell is that? Yeah, Rarely is it uh, because I find them attractive. Oh yes, yeah, I'm here. It's like <laughs> yes, the hell is really?
3: that? You know that does not That's fit. Just, there. What is yeah. going?
2: Do not wear that.
3: Why? Thank oh, you.
2: You are way too big to be wearing Thank that. Thank you. Right, I got all kinds of fat people around the office that think I'm interested in them because I'm like, look <laughs> at that. What is that thing? <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> I mean, Jeffy, I know thinks I'm interested oh, at this yeah. point. I'm always, I've always got this weird look. What the? Hell he is always
3: try to figure every time he comes out of his dressing room I was like, and why is he wearing that? And that he's, one
2: is, is that glaze? He's got glaze on his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, from a glazed donut. Just, so does this
3: mean I can't look at Glenn more than five seconds? Because I have to look at him for the, what he's wearing today.
2: Yeah, more than five seconds. You cannot do it. Which goes back to two: don't give lingering hugs or touch anyone for a lengthy period of time. Is that also five seconds? Oh. So Netflix has a five-second rule for sexual harassment. So if it's you than- can ogle anybody in the office for five, uh, hang on, for five seconds or less, because you cannot look at anyone for longer than five seconds. Okay.
3: It's the five-second
2: awesome. rule. Oh my gosh. Look okay, one Mississippi me. Go ahead, okay. ready? Go. Look at her. One Mississippi. Hot. Two Mississippi. And I just want to get up and Three grab that right there with Four these. And I'm off.
3: Oh, that was close. See what though.
2: I mean? That was close. I know. That was close. I'm a pro with this now. Whoa. I've got that five count five seconds in my Is the chart gonna be. I give myself, myself a half second leeway just in case I'm oh, okay, okay, I'm really okay, into yeah. it or I want to take that extra little glance. Yeah. You is, know. This, is this gonna be a charge like? Yeah, they the HR now hey, carries around a stopwatch. Hey. Five seconds, buddy. Get your ass out to the HR office now.
3: <laughs> Idiots,
2: right? Idiots. It's a five second rule. Idiots. Um, now, what they didn't say is if I how what my off time is before I get another five seconds. Oh, because you, on and is off. Is it one glance away? Because mm. mm. I get that down to a science when it mm. is five seconds. Oh, wait, uh, back on. Boom, mm. right? So I need, need a, a quick glance time. away.
4: You
3: know, reset time.
2: I mean, if you said it's like 60 seconds or so, cool. But uh, if it's just a glance away, you know. And it restarts? Oh, we now, got this. what about if I'm at a big uh, upscale meeting here? Okay. The high-level okay. brass is in. Mm-hmm. You're at a big meeting or whatever. Boss is in. And she stands up and starts a speechifying as part of her job.
4: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh,
3: do we look at her? Do we not look at her?
2: Five seconds, you got to look away. So- but I don't know how long. Right? I don't want to take any chances of getting fired. So I don't think I come to any more meetings. No, no. I think I am out. No more meetings. You know for who's me. safe with this? Who's that? People with lazy eyes. Oh my gosh. This is Or does this get them in trouble? Oh crap. Maybe the one eye is actually the dominant one and they're looking over here out the window or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, HR's like, damn it, look at that left eye. The left eye's on him. Four, three, two, boom. Come over here. Go. Go. Come here, lazy eye Go. Steve. Get over here. I don't know. That could work either way, Chris. I would say if you have a lazy eye, <laughs> I'm sorry, a uh, underperforming, uh, uh, free, free roaming libertarian eye. Libertarian eye. Libertarian eye. Just be yes. careful with yes, it. Just careful, make sure, yeah. or you split the difference.
3: <laughs> oh
2: my! You know God. what I'm saying?
3: We're
0: so <laughs> off
2: right now. One eye on one side of the person, one eye on the other side. I don't think you can control the, the eyes like that. I think, well, you just gotta tilt your they're head. They're not like geckos. You, you gotta tilt your head just there. They're not like geckos, you idiots. They can't control their eyes. I've looked at them and they look different places. That's why they're libertarian now. The eye has like. Control. I know, but what you do is you tip your head so it splits right the, the two of them. <laughs> You're going, Margaret's right to Listen, I know because when I try to look at them, I don't know which eye to look at. So I look at the bridge of their nose. (laughs) And then my eyes start watering because I'm trying to stare at it there. So I'm saying you just have a libertarian eye and you work at Netflix. Be careful there, okay? All right, let me get a quick break. Get back with more on this, The Morning Blaze.
0: You're waking up to The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
4: Doc
2: Thompson. I get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson show at real Chris Cruz. Lots of believers look at their faith as a, a choice made only once. We look at it as something that you make it and you're done and you move on. However, um, Well-known Bible teacher, David Jeremiah, understands that your faith is not static. It's living. It's breathing relationship with God. It's always kind of in flux. Dr. Jeremiah's daily devotional, Ever Faithful, brings you the daily choice of turning towards the Lord. Ever Faithful includes uh, daily scripture. It's, It's a devotional. Um, uh, short devotional and insightful questions, uh, to reflect on throughout the day. So each day you get a different question, something to kind of think about. And I love that concept too. It's difficult for us every day to go. Remember, don't do this. Don't be that. You know, it's kind of like biting off your faith all in one chew every day, all, you know, one bite every day. Um It can be overwhelming as opposed to hey, just think of that one thing to try to remember to do right, and that 's what ever faithful does. It includes a daily scripture a short devotional insightful question to reflect on throughout the day. Dr. Jeremiah gives you the perfect way to start your day and your daily walk with God now this book has a beautiful fabric cover it 's very cool oh yeah so you can carry so it around cool. and by the way, I always like people that carry around like the little book they write in the little journals Aww. as long as they 're good looking I know some people may think that 's kind of douchey but I kind of like it. My it fiance
3: you, has one of those. It
2: makes you feel like, uh, it always seems like they have something going on. Yeah. Like yeah. like they're really working yep. on something. Yep. Right? Yep. So you could be that person, you know, if you care about such things. Anyways, beautiful uh, fabric cover. Ever faithful makes the perfect gift. Gift. It's a year-long devotional that invites you to grow stronger in your faith. Uh, You can discover God's plan for your life. Today is a great day to start your daily walk with God. Ever Faithful is available everywhere books are sold. It's Ever Faithful from Dr. Jeremiah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've been using it. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Love the blah, blah, blah.
3: No impersonations of Bill Clinton or Bill Cosby of any kind. Hashtag new Netflix sensitivity training rules.
2: New sense. Oh, wow. That's it's a so good tweet. So that long. is it. Give me, the, give me the, the hashtag.
3: New Netflix sensitivity
2: training rules. That's a long one. Does it's it fit in long. one
3: line? It does fit in one okay, line. Okay, then yes. we'll, we'll go with it It, it fits there. in one line. We uh, may
2: have to. I'm going to retweet that and see okay. if you got any other Netflix, Netflix sensitivity rules.
3: Okay, you got James in Louisiana saying, so Doc Thompson is forgetting one thing. What's that? He's assuming there are women at Netflix work spending five seconds to look at.
2: Good call. Well, right. here's the thing, though. It's always based on what's at hand. Right? <laughs> yes. I mean, we all know this, right? Ladies, I'm sure it's this way, too. You know, if you've got a room full of hot people, you find the hottest.
3: Yes. Yes. And even
2: though there are still hot people, they're less hot. So they're your secondary, tertiary hot level. Mm-hmm. If it's a room full of ugly people, you're still going to find the hottest and be like, well, I guess they're the one I'll, I'll ogle. Yeah. Right? The, the default. Right, exactly. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, Stephen uh, Collins saying you must wear nice shoes since Netflix, everybody on Netflix has to keep their head
2: down. Keep their head down, yeah. Shoes, very important. Shoes. Quality shoes at Netflix, very important.
0: The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson.
2: Part of the next generation of
0: talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network.
1: nonsense and comedy this is the morning blaze with doc thompson
2: it's a little cumbersome but i like bob lobla's uh hashtag i think that works even though um it's super super long i mean you could just do how about just netflix sensitivity that's training? what i
3: sent them. i sent him a little like edit training I rule. Saying, how about new me um,
2: get that one going i think so too i think so too. All right, but that's really good no impersonations of bill clinton or bill cosby of any kind that's really good because you don't want to put the Reuvenol in the cigar with them. All right. Hashtag what I learned today and hashtag Netflix sensitivity training rule.
3: Netflix sensitivity training rule. Yes, we're doing that one.
2: All right. We'll, we'll see if it works. It uh, still seems a little cumbersome, but I think it's a good idea.
3: I think so too. you got. Big old Fury saying, no reminding new, f- new Netflix honchos, Barack and Michelle Obama, that they will let their daughter intern for Harvey Weinstein.
2: Oh, that's right. That's right.
3: No, nothing like that.
2: Do you think they have Harvey Weinstein's picture up, like, at the front gate? Oh, no. Like the, I mean, like, the front no. gate, like, no. you can't come in? Oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. security's there. Security like, has a bolo. If you see this man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they have the bolo. Yeah, be on the lookout. Yeah, yeah they yeah. have a bolo out be there. The, like, yeah, they the a bolo for him. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Spacey. K-S-S-C. That list is getting longer and longer, oh. too. You're like, I me see. Hang on. Maybe it's like facial recognition. Bill Cosby. Right?
4: <laughs> eh,
3: denied. <laughs> uh... uh uh, Netflix sensitivity training rules by Justice Leave. You can have Netflix, but
2: no chill. But no, chi- nicely. D-
3: That's what I'm saying. Good
2: for you. That's what I'm saying. That's what they should put. Oh my gosh, they That's, missed it. Here's our training.
3: They missed that opportunity.
2: Netflix, yes, chill, no. It, right. Here at Netflix, around the office, we say the policy. Netflix, yes, chill, no. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Everybody under 30s, I like, got it. Boom! <laughs> I know the rule. Over 30's like what? What? We're gonna turn the heat up in the office? I don't, I don't understand. Lucky
3: fucking tweeting. Ooh, I can't read that one.
2: Yeah, don't do that. No, no, can't avoid that it. one. Is yeah. it good though? Oh. good. Good. It's, it's really good. okay. So retweet it. Just don't read it. Okay. Should I can we retweet it or can we retweet it? No, you can't okay, retweet it. Okay, just like it, it then. Just,
3: okay, okay, okay. That's our that's <laughs> our scale.
2: By it's, the way, there's plenty that we love. We just can't retweet or like. See, so. it's like
3: we can't read it. But it's possible we can retweet it.
2: And then, oh, if we can't, can't retweet, retweet it, it then we'll still like uh, it.
3: And if we don't do if we anything. we don't like
2: it, sometimes we're still in we the We just high, ee- we're like, ee- off ee- the air. You, yeah. Yes, yes. Get a chance. Go to RidUZone.com. RidUZone.com. This is such a great product. It's where you get RidUZone. And RidUZone is where you get that weight to drop off. Finally. I'm
3: done. I'm done, Dr. Thompson. I'm doing it. I'm I know. You got it. 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 <clears throat> I'm taking it. I you finally it. started taking it. I started taking Good, it yesterday. i i'm
2: Whoa. I mean, for you, because I, I oh, love yes, you so much. Yes. I and care I, about you. Know, I got a wedding to, to attend, mm-hmm.
3: 88 days. And I, I contacted ReguZone. I was like, hey, what if you I buy more, mm-hmm. and I could be a study case for 89 days. How much weight I can lose? Healthy weight.
2: Right. I use ReguZone, you know, how you tell me to.
3: They're like, yeah.
2: Good. We're in. com. It works. This product works. It's new tech that was developed over the last couple of years. You know, research done by the University of California. And uh, some people got together and said, we think we can make... A product out of this that'll actually help people and bring it to market. And they started it, and the company's called Riduzone. Uh, look for it today at riduzone.com. It's, it's going to do is going to boost your metabolism and make you feel full at the same time. So it's kind of a two-four. On um, the first, you feel fuller, so you're not walking around feeling like you're going to rip somebody's face off unless you get that crumb that fell on the floor from, the ba- from their bagel. They're like, one Sesame Street hit the floor. I'm going to kill this guy. And, <laughs> right? Um, it's uh, it, you just like, okay, I feel full. I'm okay. I'm good right now. But it also boosts your metabolism, so you're bur- burning more. And that's the key right there. It works. It's Riduzone at riduzone.com. R I D U Zone.com. Riduzone.com. riduzone.com.
3: Uh, you got uh, some good tweets, Doc Thompson. TJ Topping saying, less women will be harassed at Netflix if they only hire men.
2: Right. You're right. If we had all male offices, there's less sexual there'll harassment. Be... Yes. Wow. Be... Yes. You're right. Thank you. That's a good point. Let's go ahead and stave off all of that. Okay. Joining us now is uh, Professor Bruce Ashford, the, uh, the um from Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary and author of Letters to an American Christian. How are you, Professor?
6: Hey, man, thanks for having me on the show. Thanks. And I realize now yeah. that I, uh, I, I should have included a, a chapter on uh, sensitivity training. <laughs> exactly. See,
2: that's, <laughs> that's what you've missed as part of it. I love the concept of your book, though, uh, Letters to an American Christian, because you're, you're really tackling a lot of these issues we're talking about right now.
6: Yeah, you know, I think the, the past 10 or 12 years in American politics and public life, you know, have been like a never-ending carnival of political wedgies.
4: You know, <laughs> for, for most of us.
6: And uh, I think we're trying to figure out, you know, the ground's been shifted in beneath us, and we're trying to figure out how can we, uh, you know, how can we respond and bring our Christianity into an interface with uh, basically secular progressivism. So in this book, I write 27 uh, brief, really brief, fun letters to a college student uh, named christian who's at an elite uh public university and i coach him on how to not become you know basically a um a leftist robot by the time he graduates. wow
2: that and that's a problem and it's it's incremental too it's not like you're you're given this whole you know heaping pile of bad it's a little well you got what about this and they challenge you on this and you slowly move that needle and before you know it you're you're sunk
6: yeah that's you know they uh they had some studies come out in the past month or two a couple of different uh studies um chronicle of higher, higher education did that ranked the top uh, humanities colleges in uh the country and you had a a pretty good number of them that didn't have more than say one or two republican politicians uh you know on on faculty for the entire university so i got you know a, a young kid goes to college um and uh, really doesn't even have a chance. Sometimes I feel like so. This book is just I wrote it, you know, for someone to uh, to read at the beach or in an armchair. It's a lot of fun, and uh, I hope it. Uh, what it does is, you know, teaches a, a Christian how to have that combination of truth and grace in the public square. That we've got certain truth content on gender sexuality. Uh, we joked about the Netflix mm-hmm. sensitivity training. Right. Um, you know. The, you know. I think that's just kind of a. I think that's actually a. The fact that they have to have Netflix sensitivity training is kind of a backlash <laughs> to the fact to the fact that uh, they don't know what to think about sexual harassment or You're or right. uh, yeah, they're just all over the place.
2: It's funny too. You mentioned grace and that wow, we mentioned uh, the being graceful and gracious to people uh, just last week. That was something that came up because I think we've lost that. And here's the balance, professor. I think is. That Chris and I were just, we're busting on sensitivity training. We don't want anybody to be uncomfortable. We don't want, well, a couple of people, but those are certain people that we don't like. But most of the people, we don't want to be uncomfortable around the office. We want people to be happy. So if I really knew something I was doing around the office was bothering people, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to whatever. So- I think there has to be a little bit of responsibility on somebody who is potentially offended to say, that bothers me, let me walk away, let me not be a part of it. Now, if somebody follows them and harasses them, that's bad. But I would say that about all of these issues, a little personal responsibility to say, that's not what I want. I just won't be a part of it.
6: Yeah. See, so, you know, there, there's a there's a great sociologist, a Jewish guy named Philip Reif. He died, I don't know, six or eight years ago. He wrote an incredible book called My Life Among the Death Works, and what he argued I think it's kind of underneath what you guys were getting at today. He argued that for the past 50 years or so in American life that um, our cultural elite, and he calls them the officer class, have engaged in a historically unprecedented project to try to sever religion from public life. In other words, to remove all influence of uh, basically Judeo-Christian morality. And what he warned, and he started warning this 30, 40 years ago, he said the consequences are going to be awful. If you remove the moral framework from our public life, Is going to be a backlash. I think we're experiencing a backlash right now. Harvey Weinstein and these Mm -hmm. guys have done some pretty awful stuff. So you have people on the left now who have no moral framework, and so they're kind of throwing together these sensitivity training rules, these kind of awkward and weird and sometimes obvious rules, you know, about not going up to an office worker and hugging them from behind for 30 seconds, you know? Right you know so it's 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 uh it's one of the consequences of uh trying to socially engineer our country by uh removing um, you know uh, the sort of moral framework that underpinned it for the past 2 or 300 years
2: well i think what that does too it it brings up the loopholes it's the letter versus the spirit of the law if it's if it's on you if you have this moral framework you know what you're doing i mean god god writes his commandments in our heart we know that okay So if your conscience is telling you, you know, maybe I shouldn't have had that lingering for behind hug for seven minutes while they were trying to fight me (laughs) off. Right. I mean, maybe I should not do that. But if I know the rule is seven point, you know, one minutes, I'm like, hey, I'm cool. Because it said, in other words, we go to that letter of the law, what the office says or the law says or your community standard, as opposed to you inside saying, don't be that way. Treat people better.
6: Yeah, you know, one of one of the things this this book argues is that it argues that religion and politics can't be separated. All right. So, um, and you know, when I'm ta- when I'm talking religion, I'm not just talking about morality, sexual morality. I mean, I think the, that the Christian faith, in one way or another, has got deep level principles that speak into all of the different policy issues we've got right now. Um, and you've got people on the left who are are trying to sideline us and and sort of hand, handcuff us and and muffle us. Now, Peaceful Coexistence, I don't know if you remember that document from about two years ago, United States Civil Rights Commission. Martin Castro, no relation, I presume, to uh, Fidel Castro, (laughs) was, was their chairman. And in this document, here's what he says. I want to quote it. The phrases religious liberty and religious freedom stand for nothing except for hypocrisy because they are code words for discrimination, intolerance, racism, sexism, homophobia, Islamophobia and other forms of intolerance. So I don't think any of us are surprised that somebody on the left would say that. But I was a little bit surprised that the chairman of the US Civil Rights Commission would say that in a public document. So what you have here is you have uh, people who are members of basically the secular progressive religion, an ideology functions like a religion. They're trying to kick our God out the front door while whistling their own in through the back. And in this book, Letters to an American Christian, I'm trying to coach not just college students, but American Christians in general, to know what we believe, to have something to say when we go into a conversation, and maybe even have a shot at, uh, at being persuasive, at uh, at winning people over. We're going to have to do that. We're so tribalized and polarized right now. Uh, you know, I publish, I, I write regularly for Fox News Opinion, and I don't know if you've ever read the comment strings on those articles. It's incredible. <laughs> God, they're awful. It's, uh, the, gotta, it's the you know, worst
2: of humanity. Online oh, blogs and comments are are the worst of humanity.
6: Oh, oh, just idiots and jackasses. I mean, just yep. honestly, just ugly, nasty stuff. And we got to find a better way forward. And so, I want us as Christians to be able to have uh, know what we believe to be able to win people over and persuade them. And like you guys on on your show, have a little fun doing it, yeah. right? Last I think that's short, the key. To Have a little fun.
2: That's a, well, and because often religion becomes or your faith becomes very stuffy. It's very serious and stuffy, and whatever. Which obviously it is important and serious to people, but you know God created humor too.
6: Yeah, he did actually. You know, there's an argument to be made there. It's not a funny one, but <laughs> <laughs> that, God, <laughs> that God God gave us laughter. You know, I think as uh, something redemptive in the midst of a, a world that's uh, you know uh, can be pretty ugly and, and painful and. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of people who are depressive right now. Suicide is up. got people who are economically frustrated. Economic frustrations growth yep. the last election cycle. I think humor is a, a big part of the way that, that uh, God gives us a little bit of uh, uh, goodness in a world that's not always so good.
2: I think you're right. I think the book is uh, a great concept. I look forward to uh, reading through it. It's uh, uh, Letters to an American Christian from Professor Bruce Ashford. And what we'll do is we'll tweet out a link to it, Professor, so people can check it out.
6: Hey, thanks for having me on the show. I no, appreciate it.
2: Thanks so much for joining us. Professor Bruce Ashford, Letters to an American Christian. I like the format of yeah. it, too, where you've write, written letters. If, um, I've thought about writing a book, and then I thought maybe I should read one first. Um, but uh, I like because when you're writing, you're like, what format do, do you want to use? Mm-hmm. First person, third person, do you want it to be... Uh, um, comic r- relief. Do you want it to be serious? Do you want it to be fiction? Do you want it to be fact? I mean, there's all kinds of ways that you could get a message across, mm-hmm. even if you want to do something serious and teach. You can do it in parable form or you can use it in fact based. Uh, but I, I like this, I like the whole letters idea because it seems um, easy.
3: Yeah, it's like letters to Paul. I mean, letters from Paul, right?
2: It's he, easy easy to understand, mm-hmm. you know, from the reader, but it's also be easier to write. I think oh, for, for sure. me, it's like, yeah. okay, I'm for done sure. with that one now. I'll take a break. <laughs> nice letter, yeah, yeah, because I know how to start it.
3: Dear, Dear Chris, whoa, why to me? Well,
2: I think Do you could I need use advice? Some I need some little bit of help. Oh, there. Okay. All right, get the tweets in with the hashtag. What I learned today, we'll get a quick break in. Come back with more. First, I got to tell you about Brickhouse Nutrition's new product. Field of Greens. We've gotten a lot of good response for people who have tried it out. People have tweeted us pictures of their jar of Field of Greens. I like that you can take this anywhere because it has some of the smaller containers Mm -hmm. that you could even keep at work in your desk drawer or something Mm -hmm. like this. And while you're at work, lunchtime rolls around. Boom. You get your daily supply of greens. Through Field of Greens without having to go out at a restaurant, without having to try to pack them, clean them first, uh, or even eat the vegetables if you don't like it. <laughs> Seriously, a lot of people just don't like vegetables.
3: No. It's not, the- I
2: always hated vegetables yeah. growing up. I now can – there's some I like, some I tolerate, and some I still don't like. Eat your spinach, Thompson. When I was a kid, spinach – because. I didn't know spinach came fresh. <laughs> Honestly, I really didn't. I'll bet there's a lot of people. My age, I didn't know it was a leafy green. Like I didn't know what it was. It was this sloppy hunk of goo that came out of a can, <laughs> and I didn't even know. Okay, so we got this like really dark green, sloppy wet mess <laughs> with this slightly less green, like thicker thing thicker. going through it. I didn't realize that was a stem from the leaf, and it would come out, and they spla on your plate my mom would jazz it up a bit and put a little vinegar on it so it wasn't as ho- it was <laughs> horrible and i'm like if that's what it takes to be strong popeye good luck with that because i ain't <laughs> none of it I'm disgusting
3: no right. wonder you got tumors in your hand
2: right exactly right in your forearms, your forearms right yeah. those are tumors nobody's <laughs> arms looks like that not their forearms it's impossible those are tumors <laughs> <laughs> from family guy. family guy, yes. But yeah, now I love spinach. But there's a lot of vegetables I still really do not like. Mm-hmm. Um, broccoli, I'm cool with. I, beets are still a struggle for me. Oh, beets! No, beets mm-hmm. are so earthy, disgusting. That's a nice way of saying they taste like dirt. Yeah. Do they taste like they dirt do to you? Taste like dirt. Remember a kid, you fall, you get dirt in your mouth. You're like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what beets taste like yes. to me. Yes. If beets are in a salad. With other stuff and some fruit. And I'm going to get a little piece of it.
3: You can still do it? I can still get it. But
2: beets by themselves are like, eh, they're still a little rough to me. Mm. I don't love them. Get your daily greens with Field of Greens at BrickHouseDoc.com. BrickHouseDoc.com. It's not a uh, supplement. It's not some sort of weird extract. It's actually kind of like powdered it's greens. Sweet. And what you do is you just mix one scoop with eight ounces of liquid and chug it down and you are good to go. Chris has tried mixing with all kinds of things. <laughs> even tells uh, Milo yeah. that it's Hulk juice to get Hulk him to juice. drink it, which is perfect. Yes. And it's simple. You get the probiotic effects, the prebiotic effects, Oof. your antioxidants, all the vitamins and nutrients that come with greens in Field of Greens. Just
0: Doc Thompson does hold a record for something. The most career firings in a lifetime. This is the Morning Blades with Doc Thompson. <sighs> for now.
2: The Staten Island uh, Yankees, uh, that's a Class A affiliate of the New York Yankees. Over in Staten Island. Oh, okay. Got their got it, got it, got it. Is temporarily rebranding. Two? I don't know if they got the idea from IHOB.
3: <laughs> oh, here we go. No, come. But they're
2: temporarily rebranding. As the Staten Island Pizza Rats. Okay. Pizza Rats. I like it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. By the way, um, rats is not uncommon in minor league. There's the river rats. They've done this. They've also done river dogs and river cats and all kinds of stuff like that. That's fine. So um, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I'd actually... You got a good logo for that because I love minor league baseball logos. Yes. They have the best. I don't wear a lot of logoed stuff, but look... Go to, I think it's minorleaguebaseball.com. Look at all the minor league teams. A lot of them have bad logos, but you'll find some really cool. Savannah Sand Nats, I love. Really cool logo there. And the minor league teams, they know they have to bring other things to the table to get people yeah. to come out. So that's the reason between every half inning, they got dogs catching Frisbees and stilt walkers and the salt and pepper shaker race. <laughs> you know what I mean? And all this stuff. It's a circus. It's a circus. I love yes, minor league yes, baseball, yes, right? Yes. Anyway, so uh, if you had a really good pizza rat logo, like a rat eating a big hunk of pizza or something like that was cool, I'm on it. Yeah. Um, Some people don't like it.
3: Why? Offensive towards a rat? No. Um, racist?
2: Oh. Racist? Two. Rats? Italians.
3: Italians? Why? Pizza. Okay.
2: Yeah, they're rebranding it. Um, uh, They're celebrating Italian History Heritage Night by rebranding the Staten Island Pizza Rats, the Order of Sons of Italy in America Lodge Number Two (laughs) Twelve, and their president. uh, I think it's Frank Vince. uh, I think it's oh Vincent Capodano. 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 Okay, Vincent Capodano would be can- uh, said they're going to cancel their Italian history night why in a letter to the team they made it clear that uh rebranding it was uh, was the major reason re- reason the staten here's what they wrote the staten island <clears throat> to their people staten island yankee management has decided to promote uh the staten island yankee teams by temporarily renaming it the staten island pizza rats yes I would not kid you on such a thing. If you're uh, slapping yourself in the forehead, what are they thinking? You're not alone. In their infinite wisdom, they've decided to add rats to pizza. One of the few positive things that people automatically associate with Italians and Italy, to say the least. That's a pizza topping that gives me a bad case of uh, agita. Agita? You know agita? No. Italian for that little burp stuff. up. Oh, I think okay. it's agita is how it's pronounced. Anyway, so they're they're ticked off. <clears throat> It's insulting to the Sons of Italy. Why? Um, Sons of Italy, if you're offended by this, I would say you got no moxie. No. (laughs) I like that. See what I'm saying? I like that. You really have no moxie. You definitely don't have any mojo, but you have no moxie moxie. either. Where are your testicles in this thing? Your panties are in a wad over pizza rats. If they said, as part of Italian History Night, we are calling Italians pizza rats, you should be like, hey, cool, great, fine, wonderful. Anything pizza related to it, you're good. You're good to go. It's not offensive. My golly, why are you? Do you know how Italians were treated when they first came off the boat? Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Actually beaten. Mm -hmm. Actually locked out of places. Couldn't get jobs. You know who else? The Irish. And you know who else? The Germans. Everybody has gone through this.
3: And it's okay.
2: We're, right. We're not there anymore. No. Everything's okay now. And by the way, it's Sons of Italy in America. Thank you. Which are you, first and foremost? Italian? American? Mm. Well, if you're first and foremost American, then suck it up and get over this. You're an American with a certain culture and history that takes, dates back to Italy. And be proud of that. Fine. Wonderful. Enjoy it. But to be so bothered by this that you're going to go ahead and write the Staten Island Yankees and say we're canceling our Italian history night. Come on. Sorry, at my house, every night is Italian history night. Yes. Because every Some night pizza. is potentially pizza, pizza night, night, right? That's yes. it. Why are we so sensitive about this stuff? Would it be okay if it was um, uh, the Staten Island pizzas Would that be okay? Pizzaers. I don't know pizza people. If it wasn't rats, pizza
3: pizza. Oh, I think so. I think it's the rat part that gets them all browed. Though, and by the way, they got a good logo. Not really? not what they the got a good logo one?
2: or the normal one. The,
3: the normal one, the pizza rats one. It's, it's it's pretty cool.
2: Oh, they got several you can get. Yeah, up they got there. several. I don't like the yeah. top one.
3: I like the rat. I like the rat carrying the slice, carrying of, the of, pie. slice of pie. Yeah, that, that's all right. A, let's see. And then that that's a pretty cool one. And then that's pretty cool.
2: <laughs> they went all out and put it on the jersey. Yeah. Yeah, the rat on top of the pizza—it's just a bad drawing. Yeah, this that's is. That's all it is. Yeah. It's not a bad yeah. concept. It's no. the execution that's bad. Yeah. But the rat carrying the slice of pizza. That's so good. Notice how he's carrying it. Yes. How's how is the pizza being carried?
6: Uh, folded. He's in the middle. folding it in the middle in there, the middle. exactly
2: like a good New like Yorker. Good, yes. So it's a rat slugging the pizza over his shoulder like a big slice of pie, mm-hmm. but it's folded. So there you go. Good call. It's pretty cool. Now. If they had, um, you know, the Staten Island uh, plantain rats. Ooh, I'm so. Would angry. you be bothered by that? Would no, you be triggered? I'll be honored. That banana, banana rats. Honored. Honored. That's what I say. I think it would be cool. It would be cool. If I had any idea what my background was. You would be proud? I would be proud if they still insulted it like that. If it was the. This is so stupid. Uh, I guess we're kind of Irish and. The potatoes? And Western Western European potatoes. Okay. Potato rats or whatever, fine. Maybe it just doesn't bother me because I'm not that as closely associated with like you know, one specific place in the world. We're just you know, we're just Americans. I'll
3: allow them to use banana or plantain.
2: Either one is fine. Either one is fine. Okay, very good. Well at least you're not triggered good.
0: This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Okay, did you tweet out a uh, link to the... Yes, yes. The okay. Staten Island Pizza Rats? Yes. All right, good. Get that out there. Good deal. All right, we get got some uh, tweets coming up with the hashtag what I learned today, hashtag what I learned today. But first, I want to share with you uh, information on the iTarget Pro system. I had a buddy call me the other day and goes, okay, what's the name of the... Um, the uh, target system you have, and I said, I target pro. And the funny thing is, you think, okay, he doesn't remember exactly, but
3: he knows there's we do it up there, there, something out there. Yeah. So,
2: okay, but as I kind of brush off, he didn't remember the name. <laughs> and he goes, So it's I target pro, and I said, Yeah. And he goes, How's that spelled? No, and I said, No, I uh, do you think it's EYE target pro? No, is it I? Okay, maybe. I'll no, give him a pass on that, Matt, Chris. That. No, he doesn't remember, no, doesn't okay. remember that. And then he says, does it work?
3: <laughs> so you obviously don't know. Yes,
2: it it works. And we went down this, and I was like, okay, now now you're just being annoyed. Yes, yes. Now this is on you. I've given you a pass <laughs> on the first couple. Yes, it works. It works great. This is such a great gift yeah, idea, too. It is. Because it's, it's at a good price point for certain people. I mean. If you got a friend, you're normally only buying, you know, a gift for like, you know, ten, fifteen bucks. Okay, fine. But for a lot of times, you're buying for dad or your wife or your husband or something, That's a good price point. Eighty nine dollars, ten percent discount with the promo code DOXY. So you, you get about eighty bucks. That's a nice price <laughs> point is. for that. You know, it you get in under the hundred dollar mark, and they will love it. And it's something you're going to use over and over and over again. It has a proprietary app you put on your phone. And then you have the little laser round that works specifically with it, so you can dry fire essentially. Anyways, you can anywhere you can target practice anywhere. You're dry firing, but it does put out a little laser pulse, and then the proprietary app registers where it hit on the target. Mm. So you could set up that target virtually anywhere. you set up in your car, you can do it in your garage, you can do it at home, your office, you can do it in your bedroom, you could do it down the hallway to tact uh, to uh, maximize your tactical advantages in your home in case somebody ever busts in your home. You can play quick draw. You can do any of that stuff yep. and the family can use it now i've considered maybe you get a couple of them so you could do competitions with your with your Whoa. relatives and stuff wouldn't game that be night. cool game, game night. night right Aww. and you're gonna use this forever wow isn't that awesome that is i awesome. target pro it's not i as in eyeball it's i as in the letter i little i target because you're target practicing and pro like you yeah. want to be a pro-fessional. professional i target pro go to itargetpro.com. dot promo code doc to get that discount promo code doc uh you got a lot of good tweets like not a cop tweeting now.
3: i will pay ten thousand dollars for letters to a new husband by doc
2: thompson oh my gosh oh my golly
3: i knew you would like that one
2: whoa, whoa. letters to a new oh husband. my gosh by doc thompson oh my gosh
3: i think i think
2: honestly us sitting together we could do
3: a good satirical series on stuff like this a letter to a new husband a letter to a new wife a letter to a new son (sighs) satirical line of books
2: you this is amazing and you have gotten uh, that is an awesome idea who is that by the Uh, way
3: not a cop (laughs)
2: Okay, if we do this, um, we are scrubbing this from the internet and scrubbing this audio because I'm giving you no royalties. But, <laughs> no, my, I'll have to cover it. I'll be like, no, I didn't steal the idea. Yeah, no. Mine is communiques to a new <laughs> handwritten notations.
3: Handwritten notations. Handwritings. Know,
2: memos to a new. It'll yeah, all change yes, it up enough. Yes. But um, not a cop. Excellent idea. Although you may be putting the cart before the horse. Okay. Because we have to do uh, letters to a male who is dating. Oh. Uh, Letter one. Yes. It's a series. The Crazians. Oh. You know the Crazians? No. The Crazy Asians? Oh. Oh. Whole basket of fun with that. Whole (laughs) basket of fun. See, See, it is a basket filled with baskets of fun.
3: I think if you do this letters to a new husband or whatever, I can include my pyramid dating
2: Oh, you're right. You got to up it. You got It's the racial pyramid dating, uh, the the dating racial pyramid. Yes. Where you're always wanting to go up a one. That's up, right. Oh, yes. Now, if you're white, you're at the top rung. So yeah, you, you, you're you. either just coming in normal or you're going to slum it. <laughs> right? With somebody. <laughs> yes. Right. Exactly. Yes, yes. Not that the races are less. No. 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 no in no. the eyes of the world or yes. many, they yes. see it as less. Um, I'm allowed to say that I'm at the top rung. So I'm cool <laughs> with that. Whatever. I'm sick of it. Uh, but yeah, with the, uh, so you got that, you got okay. Just know what you're getting into yes. in these. I think these would be some of my first letters. Just know what you're getting. Okay. Okay. You know, understand if if you date the yellow lady, there's going mm-hmm. to be some fun coming. There's some fun. Mm. <clears throat> now, I don't know about all Asians. I can only speak in my unique situation. Korean Asians. Right, and I always we'll say this about Koreans from um, my experiences. Okay, Uh, zero to sixty and getting pissed. (laughs) Zero to sixty instantly. Any woman. No, I mean, yeah, I guess, but Sarah. this is this is pretty much everything.
3: she gets mad at me zero to sixty, and like she's just
2: always angry. There's that doesn't count. She's just always <laughs> pissed off. It's different. <laughs> yeah, it's not Sarah Johnson. It's the other Phantom Sarah we talk about, it's across the glass, and
3: the one that you only, only know her voice if you're being right, a listener of this program. Network, yeah. Yes.
2: So uh, no, I mean, uh, but zero to 60, like tick now. There's just no. There's it's very black and white. Hmm. This is wrong. That's hmm. right. But and this took me some time. Um love to laugh and get over things very quickly.
3: Okay. Okay, that's so, good. That's
2: good. Right. So zero to sixty. When you're there, when I'm there, <laughs> it's a back off, right? Okay. Um, kind of let everything blow over, and a couple minutes down the road, we're usually on a good path. We're usually okay. there. The early Doc Thompson, mm-hmm. early in my dating life, mm-hmm. with my uh with my wife, uh, I didn't know that.
3: Oh, did she get her So to 60? zero
2: to sixty. And then I kept the foot on the gas by going, oh. what? I don't understand, why are you, but, but, but... Oh, and that just uh, prolonged the whole thing. Mm. So that turned a five-minute uh, ticked off into like an hour and a half ticked off. Mm. Mm-hmm. This
3: is some good life. I,
2: it still feels awkward when I just let it go. Does it? It does, because sometimes... It, Sometimes you don't let it go because no. you're trying to you know, needle them. Yes. You're trying to get the little yes. argument. You're trying yes. to give them the business the about win. it. Yeah. You, want, you want the win. You want Thank the you're win. going you for want, the win. Thank you. you. You want the win. And sometimes you do it because you're like, I didn't. What are you? Right? You're defending yourself. And sometimes you're just trying to make it. Listen, sweetheart, buy yourself something. Pre- you're trying to make it better, right? Sweetheart. Whatever those things are. I don't think none of like those her. things matter no. in my unique situation. No. There's no making it better. Any whatever. It just, the only thing is five, ten minutes down the road. Hmm. so that's good so for these various ways i would i would try to in these various ways i would try to like make things better and then i realized just nope let it go hmm. and hmm. quite often i did not let it go you did not let it go I did not let it go and it and was very there bad we for are me. that's right
3: and the divorce went
2: yeah <laughs> now sometimes an apology works real well i can do that that Sincerous does help. apology
3: or just like an apology just because no.
2: she doesn't need to know that okay
3: I don't think you are
2: doing it. I would say a, uh, an apology that is believed by her. An apology that she believes is sincere. Okay. As long as she believes it's sincere, that can help. Okay. But that's it. And it's got to be quick and out. Is anything too detailed? Per, hey, I'm sorry. I was wrong. I, I shouldn't have done that. Very simple and sincere and you're out. And that's it? And that's it. Hmm. But if I go into the details, it just reminds her of why she's t- Why she's
3: mad and then brings her over. Listen, up I'm
2: sorry I ate the last seven pieces of pizza. <laughs> I shouldn't have I should have left one or two or maybe even half for you. So if I do that, then it's just like son of a he did. He ate like Boop, starts all over again. The clocks <laughs> reset, yeah. reset. It's a reset button reset if I clock. bring up too many details. Okay, okay. Otherwise, okay. I, I she may just have like short-term memory loss. I think that's what it is. It could be that. Because she's also really good at um forgetting people and things that bother her. I've mentioned this before. It's really weird. And she even told me that when we started dating. She's like, Yeah, I just I just people that annoyed me or i got upset with and i'm not friends with anymore mm-hmm. i just forget them <laughs> and i'm like oh okay and i didn't realize what she meant like i'll bring something up i'll be like steve that you used to work with steve was in our house remember i gave him a kidney when he got sick and was going through dialysis steve he lived with us seven years don't you remember he gave us the down payment for our house Steve who shot your uncle Steve I mean you got all these major things and she's just looking at me with this blank I, I, don't, don't, know. Know. I don't know Steve the guy here's a picture here's the three of us together partying <laughs> at the Staten Island Pizza Rats game <laughs> Don't you remember we took that trip remember <laughs> and then she's just looking at me like I'm a crazy man and then if something really she's like oh yeah I kind of. That's how it works. <laughs> so I just use that to my advantage as best I can.
3: Hashtag Netflix sensitivity training rules. Blah blah blah. Love the blah blah. Do blah. as we say, not as a, not as what we offer on our channel.
2: Oh, give me that again. I like this. Do as
3: we say. Uh huh. Not as what we offer on our channel. I like it.
2: I like yep. what you're doing. TJ
3: Topping saying New Jersey's like our culture is not your
2: team name, bro. <laughs> Who is that? TJ Topping. (laughs) New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey. Oh, Burlington Bees. (gasps) It's a bee swinging a bat. Oh.
3: I couldn't find Savannah Sand Nats, but that's like Savannah Sand Nats. uh, Every time I look over there, you have like a new window of team logos. Oh,
2: this is good. I got to zoom in. What was the Eagle one? Uh, That was the Iron Birds. Oh, yeah, Aberdeen, I think. Okay, I can't see a close-up, but it is the... uh, Somebody Colonels, the... Uh, Cedar Rapids, maybe? Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Look at that. That's a you can't see it real well, but it's oh, a character. It's a, yeah. It's an ear of corn. Look at <laughs> it. Awesome. Look at him. The Colonels. Awesome. With a little hat. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's the ear of corn. Yeah, that's pretty cool. See, these are awesome. Major League Baseball, they need to start sponsoring this program. Because <laughs> people don't know how cool these logos are. Yeah. This would be awesome.
3: Donald USMC saying, uh God also has a sense of humor. All I have to do is look in the mirror.
2: Thank you, thank you, Donna. Thank you for not saying all we have to do is look at Doc, not Donna. Oh, Donald. Donald. Yeah,
3: Donna is saying sometimes one must remember being Christian simply means endurance
2: thereof. Wow, that's a great point. That is, <clears throat> I was telling my so my son turned sixteen um, a few days ago. Okay, he's coming for a visit at the end of the week. But um, we'll, uh I, I was trying. to thinking about some of the things I tried to when I. Get extended periods of time with him. Try to make up for some of the time I don't spend. And I was like, 16? What do you tell a kid who's 16? So you give him letters. Letters to, uh, letters, letters to Tiger. Write it down. Got it. Communique. Sorry. Communique. I don't want to pin out a cop. Communique. <laughs> um, and one of the things I was like, you like life lessons. We've mentioned it in business, but it's true in life. It's true in your faith, is staying in the game, is hanging in endurance. Taken, think about how many things in life require endurance, just sticking with it. Um, job, school, athletics, just not stopping. Uh, the, one of the ones I love to quote is the uh, uh, GoPro founder, who a few years ago at CES said people that are successful, he goes, it's the ones who just stay with it, just keep going. He's right about that. So what a life lesson to talk about endurance, just not giving up. Because quite often, all you want to do is just give up. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, you do. You just want
3: to give up and throw in the towel. And, and it's funny because the professor talked about how suicide is up. It's, it's just one thing is just don't give up, man.
2: Are you serious? What? Who the hell is this? This is a terrible logo. It's a sea with eyeballs. The Lookouts, is that who that is? Oh, that's the Chattanooga Lookouts. What a... Look at that. Eyes inside of a sea. That's
3: not bad. I mean, that's
2: bad. Did a grade schooler... I'm assuming this was... You know, it's either the guy from iBop, (laughs) IHOP. Yeah. Uh, or they did like a grade school or you know oh, logo, contest, yeah, like logo contest in which case I'll give you a whatever. so all right. <laughs> but outside of that, that's not working.
4: <sighs>
2: all right, get the uh, tweets in hashtag what I learned today. Get a quick break back with more on this the morning blaze.
0: The morning blaze with Doc Thompson will be right back on the Blaze radio network. of common sense and comedy this is the morning blaze with doc thompson
2: all right some new information came out over i think it was uh, heading into last weekend we didn't get a chance to talk about it yesterday it's i was gonna say shocking news but it actually isn't that shocking shocking that we're maybe just finding out about it shocking that it hasn't mattered to more people but overall probably not that shocking The new information, according to Judicial Watch, is that John McCain's office urged the IRS to use their powers, the power to audit, to scrutinize, the power of the tax code to punish people they disagree with. Senator John McCain's office, his worker bees, urged them to audit people as weapons to destroy um is that all that shocking not shocking but it's shocking that um we it hasn't been discussed more yes i popped into pat gray yesterday during uh one of the break it was towards the end of his show and i go did you see this thing about mccain he's like no and i go (laughs) i hadn't seen it you hadn't seen it i asked a couple of other people they hadn't seen it hmm this is powerful yes. information. So let me lay this out for you, and this is going to take a little bit of time here. This is okay. going to be—we're going to do a couple breaks of this because okay. there's a lot of moving pieces, and you got to really understand the information to decide how guilty John McCain is in all of this. All right, Judicial Watch is a great organization. They do so much investigative work. And they're the ones who, how many How many FOIA requests do you think they file a day?
3: A day? It's got
2: to be several Hundreds. a day. I mean,
3: I, I, they're in like in the double digits. They
2: constantly yeah. file for stuff. And they filed and got some new documentation that proves this. The funny thing is, this information they had gone after before, gotten other documents, and it was redacted. Ooh. So they actually found some new information that was not redacted. And... When they had reported on this before with the redacted information, John McCain said, oh, It's not true. Now this proves it even more. So let me explain. So they released new documents, new internal IRS documents that show John McCain's office urged the IRS to use audits as a weapon to destroy political advocacy groups back during the targeting of Tea Parties. Those 501c3s yeah. and 4s, right? <clears throat> the info is discovered in notes that were taken by IRS employees April 30th, 2013. There was a meeting between John McCain's former staff director, Henry Kerner, Lois Lerner was there, Steve Miller, uh, the IRS commissioner at the time, Nicole Flax, and other high-ranking IRS employees. They were all there. Now, the reason they were in this meeting, this was a marathon meeting, a, a lengthy marathon meeting that was set up Because people like Carl Levin, the senator from Michigan at the time, and John McCain, has been hounding the IRS to do more, to crack down on political activities that people claimed, uh, that uh, tax-exempt organizations claimed, that claimed tax exemption were engaged in. So McCain and Levin kept hounding the IRS saying, listen, you've got these groups that are claiming tax exemption, we think they're doing political activities, and we want you to crack down on them. So... And, and this was based on the Supreme Court's Citizens United decision. After Citizens United came down a couple years before this, John McCain was ticked off and he kept hounding the IRS, do more, stop this, stop this, stop this. Okay, okay, you go, okay that's good. Okay. He's trying to stop wrongdoing. Yeah. But again, Supreme Court had already ruled on Citizens United. So the IRS peeps meet with the staffers from the Senate Government Affairs Committee in this long meeting, talking to people from John McCain's office, Carl Levin's, whatever. In the full notes of the April 30th meeting, Kerner recommends to the IRS harassing nonprofit groups until they are unable to continue operating. Wow. This is the suggestion saying, why don't you do these things? Why don't you hound them till they can't do work anymore? Wow. Kerner asks, he starts off and he says to them, how can we get the abuse, what he calls abuse of these organizations, that claim 501c4s th- uh, and 3s, but designed to be primarily political, how they can stop it. Mm. He called it abuse. I'm not sure it is, but he said, how can we stop it? Lois Lerner says, hey, the system's working. In other words, you don't need to do anything else. It just takes time. She's like, you know, we're already cracking down on it, but it takes time. So think about this. If you claim tax exemption, okay, okay, how often do you file your taxes? One. Once a year, right? Yeah. People file their taxes once a year. If you claim a donation to somebody, one of these groups, mm-hmm. you file once, once a year. Once a year, yeah. So it may be a full year before you file. Okay. Then they have to scrutinize it. Uh it has to be on their radar screen. You're talking a year and a year and a half minimum. Yes. Before anything happens. Yes. So Lois Lerner's like, don't worry, we're cracking down on them anyways, or we get this just takes time. So then Kerner says, you know, these organizations don't disclose their donors. Um why okay. would they? Why you saying they should? They should, yeah. Right. He said, and they, uh, Lois said, if they don't meet the requirements, we can come in and revoke, but it doesn't happen timely. Wow. Then another one says, another worker be at the IRS says, if the concern is that organizations engaging in this activity don't disclose donor, then the system doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. Lerner is saying, you know, defending bad. I'm sorry. She's uh, defending against their bad with more bad is what's happening yep. here. Turner then says to her, quote, maybe the solution is to audit so many that it is financially ruinous. Wow. So hurt him with the money. Wow. Audit them. Audit so many of them. And I guess over and over over and over. Yeah. That it ruins them financially because they have to defend and the audits cost money
3: savage right there this is
2: when the irs commissioner nicole noted that um, they have budget constraints so you know Hmm. now you care about the budget well she you know doesn't have the money to do all of this that's her defense can you he's suggesting bad they're all using bad to defend against the bad yeah yep so that's the claim by judicial watch it seems pretty legit to me it seems that really his worker bee wouldn't do Mm -hmm. that why wouldn't he well, I think when you understand who John McCain is and you know his history with campaign finance reform, which sounds good, doesn't it? It's reform. Oh, yes. It's finance. Let's get the money out of politics, right? Mm-hmm. There's so much bad being done with it until you know the entire story. John McCain's history with uh, McCain-Feingold and Citizens United, you know, Citizens United was in reaction yeah. to that and the Tea Party targeting. targeting. They all go together. Even at the time of the Tea Party targeting, I really didn't fully um, conceptualize how that was tied to Citizens United and specifically John McCain. Hmm. I knew he hated the Tea Parties. (laughs) Now I know even more why. I'll give you that uh, coming up in just a minute. But first, I got to pause and tell you about Genesis 950. Yep. We work every day here to clean up D.C. Yes, And Genesis 950, if you have it, is working to clean up your home and your car and your Mm -hmm. office and everything else because it works on multi-surfaces. I'm saying we get big tanker trucks of Genesis 950 and we just hose down the capital. Uh, oh. We just, mm. maybe you get those those tankers that scoop up water mm-hmm. and drop it over fires mm-hmm. and just drop it on DC. Mm. There will be no diluting of it, though. No, no. Pure.
3: pure as pure as, as you as can pure get As pure as you can like get Clorox. I want
2: right up in the Capitol. <laughs> spray it down. Genesis 950 is <laughs> an awesome cleaning product. You're going to love it because it's going to replace most of the other cleaning products you have in your house. Mm-hmm. You can get rid of them all and just use Genesis 950 because it's multi-surface. You will love it. Look for it today is Genesis950.com. Don't spell it out. It's the numbers. Genesis950.com. Don't forget, you dilute it. So when you see what you're buying, you're going to get much more once you dilute it down for the application, except when you're using it to clean up D.C. Genesis950.com. Get it today.
0: The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Of common sense
1: and comedy. 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 This is the collision of common sense and comedy. This
2: is the morning blaze with Doc Thompson. Okay, so Judicial Watch releases information that says a staffer for John McCain's. On April 30th, 2013, met with the IRS, and as a way to curtail political activity, whether it was legal or illegal, whether it was improper or proper, of 501c4 groups, let's audit them so much that they go out of business. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. The notes are from IRS employees. Judicial Watch reported on this similar uh, similarly in 2015.
3: When you say notes, are those handwritten notes or those emails back and
2: forth? I think it's uh, it's handwritten or audio. So this is stuff that
3: were actually in play as this whole situation was like flourishing.
2: Yes, during okay. the meeting, this, so this these is, were being transcribed or recorded.
3: Okay, so this is not interviews for like, hey, no. Doc Thompson, you're. W-
2: these are notes, notes from the meeting. From the meeting. Yep. Okay, yep. all right, cool. All now, right. in the past, you just, Judicial Watch, because they had some other information via FOIA request, they mm-hmm. said, get us this information, reported similar things, but a bunch of it was specifically redacted. Redacted, yeah. Where yes. they just give it to you, black it mm-hmm. out. Now, why would that stuff be redacted? It's covering people's butts. Mm-hmm. It's not national security, it's no. not personal information. So in uh, in the past, McCain said, oh, it's all a lie. It's all fake, you know, whatever. So they put this out. So what is they They did another FOIA request for other notes, and the other notes were not redacted, essentially. Okay. okay. And when you put them next to the other stuff, you can see, okay, this stuff is legit. This stuff's, oh, this is the stuff they redacted, and you can kind of see, and it says specifically that this guy, Kerner, suggested that. Okay. Okay. Of course, now, John McCain's office says, John McCain was out there fighting, you know, for the Tea Party groups and, you know, targeting when the IRS was targeting them. No. Do you remember John McCain mocking the Tea Party, yeah. called them trolls and all of this stuff, mm. hated them? John McCain may have been outwardly uh, opposed to Lois Lerner and called for her to be fired, but he was playing the ends. He was playing the ends against each other. Mm. He does not like the Tea Parties. yeah. He didn't like it because John McCain is the political insider. He is the, well, we're all created equal, but a little more equal. He is the progressive who is going to run things better than you and I because we're stupid. Yeah. This is who he is. In order to fully understand that, you got to understand the dates, the timing of all of this. John McCain's uh, staffer met with them April 30th of 2013. Okay. Two weeks later, May 10th is when this story went public about the Tea Party targeting. Oh, wow. Now, the targeting of Tea Parties had started three years before. So it's not like John McCain's staffer went up to Lois Lerner and said, you ought to target the Tea Party. She said, great. And it was on. What this shows is John McCain's staff had the same idea that Lois Lerner and the other progressives that were running the IRS at the time, he had the same idea to use it to punish people. He was just too stupid to do it three years sooner. Hmm. He, they were late getting to the party. They came up with the idea after the others did. That's all this means. It doesn't look like they were part of the Tea Party targeting because it was much later than that. But he came up with the same idea. So let me give you the time frame on on how that all played out. January 21st, 2010. So January 20th, 2010, the Supreme Court rules on the Citizens United versus the FEC, the Federal Elections Commission. We'll dive into that in a minute. Later that year, a couple months later, March 1st through the 17th, the IRS agents identified the first 10 10 Tea Party cases that they're going to target. Interestingly, they started doing that the day after Obama met with the head of the union of the IRS workers. Mm. So he meets with the head of the IRS uh, IRS workers union. Mm -hmm. They have a couple different unions. And the next day they begin targeting the Tea Party cases. Now, this is early in 2010. 2010 was the midterm elections. Late in 2008... TARP happens. The Tea Party start popping up before Obama's even in office. They're pissed at George W. Bush. The overspending, we're taxed enough already. It starts up. Obama gets elected. He starts with health care. He starts with stimulus, overspending even more. Where he, he, uh, his deficit that year was $1.5 trillion. It's going crazy. So the Tea Parties are flourishing all through early 2009. Do you remember the march on D.C., the 912 uh, march? Oh, yeah. With uh, Freedom Works. Mm-hmm. I was there. I was in the first, like, couple hundred marchers. That was all late 2009. So all of 2009, they see what's coming. We got to stop this movement. And the plan was stop them so they can't get organized. They were trying to, they were worrying about the midterms and then Obama getting reelected. Well, <clears throat> it's too late. By the time they start this in 2010, the midterms are going for the Republicans. And it did. Big red wave. But then they really ratcheted this up to try to stave off the Tea Parties from hurting Obama's reelection. Mm. That was the plan. So, remember, tea parties start in late 2008. That's an election year. 2009, they flourish. 2010, the Citizens United case comes down. Still early 2010, they start targeting the tea parties. By late 2010, just before the uh, midterm elections, uh, the determinations unit personnel mm-hmm. of the IRS emailed concerns about the additional review process for tea party applications to the technical unit. By 2012, January 20, uh, January 2012, the IRS changed the standards for identifying organizations that require additional scrutiny to flagging anyone with "quote political action" type organizations involving involved in limiting or expanding government, educating on the Constitution and Bill of Rights, uh, or social economic reform. <clears throat> Tea uh-huh. Party, March 2012. Douglas Schumann, the IRS commissioner, testified that the agency did not increase difficulty for political activity groups. They did not. In order to get their tax-exempt status, they didn't do that. He testified that was to the House Ways and Means Committee because a Louisiana congressman said, hey, I'm hearing rumblings from my district that you guys are targeting Tea Party mm-hmm. groups. We did not increase the difficulty, wow. which was an absolute lie. <clears throat> That was March 22nd, 2012. One year later, just over a year, April 16th, 2013. And there's many things in between here. I'm Mm -hmm. giving you the abbreviated version. Just before tax day 2013, the White House Counsel's Office receives uh, item line information from the IG about upcoming reports, including that the IRS was targeting people. That is April 16th. A couple weeks later, April 30th, that's when John McCain's staffer met with them and said, hey, um, maybe you should go ahead and do this. Maybe you should go ahead and target them. A couple weeks after that, May 10th, Lois Lerner is speechifying on a little panel, <clears throat> I think to some attorneys, nothing do. With tea parties or how they scrutinize this stuff. And somebody stands up in the audience and goes, yes, I've got a question for you. Continue, to tell me about the tea party targeting scandal? The public had not heard anything about this. The only tea party groups that knew anything about this were those that were like, how come I'm getting audited and you're asking me these weird questions? I better call somebody. And when they had talked to other tea party groups, but they had no idea the scope of the targeting. Hmm. So this person stands up, ho, ho, what's this? And it was found out they had somebody ask that question. They planted it in order to get it out there so they could control it. That's absolutely true.
3: Wow. That's May
2: 10th, 2013. Four days later, May uh, 14th, the report by the Treasury's Inspector General for Tax Administration revealed... Early in calendar year 2010, the IRS began using inappropriate criteria to identify organizations applying for tax-exempt status, and they gave specifics about who was being targeted. So McCain's guy, April uh, 30th, mm-hmm. why don't you do this? Uh, that w- A couple days before that, Obama found out about it, even though he likely knew. Lois Lerner on May 10th, ho, ho, what's this? Four days later, the IG report comes out. Remember, the White House got that information weeks before the planted question, meaning Lois Lerner could get this out because when she admitted it, she used this term. It was absolutely incorrect, insensitive, and inappropriate. No one had even known about it. And you're admitting to this as part of a question and apologizing the same day. They thought they could stave this off. Now, remember, in the last year, we found out that the IRS has now settled mm-hmm. using your tax dollars, your money, to pay the Tea Parties, to pay the lawsuits, to pay, pay them off, essentially, after handling them and treating them inappropriately while infringing, infringing their rights. That's what happened. Wow. Obama and his administration used the power of the government to infringe American citizens' rights. For what reason? Political purposes to see their party get reelected and then eventually after dragging it out and treating these people so poorly use your tax dollars to pay them off Psst. Wow and who got punished Lois Lerner no. that's right she retired yeah she was forced to retire two weeks or excuse me two months later so she got a higher salary a higher retirement mm-hmm. if they had forced her to when all of this hit like when the heat was on they kept her employed kept her employed for like 2 3 months until she reached that next level so she got a higher retirement. Mm. That's wow. her punishment. Getting a a big a cushy retirement check. which I remember looking at it it was huge. I don't remember the exact numbers. I don't want to misquote. Mm-hmm. But it's it was far her retirement a year is far more money than most people make as an active salary. Wow. And that's what she got. So, <clears throat> Now you know the time frame of all that. Okay. But all of that was in reaction to the Citizens United case, which I don't think most people fully understand what happened. You know, oh, Citizens United said corporations are people. That's what you always hear. Let me give you a brief history of that. Over the years, centuries, people have con- been concerned with political donations. Big money going to fund campaigns. In 1907, they passed the Tillman Act, which targeted and limited corporate donations. And there have been a bunch of acts and little laws passed along the way. Another big one was the Taft-Hartley Act in 1947, where people said, hey, you went after corporations. What about unions? You know, they, pull, they pool their money, too. Shouldn't they be treated the same way? Yep. Taft-Hartley Act. And people said, wait a minute. Unions and uh, corporations, you know what they're doing to get around this? They've set up political action committees, or PACs, so they dump their money in there. It's a way around it. The FEC Campaign Act of 1974. So they keep passing these laws to to fill the loopholes or get rid of the loopholes. Now, the 1974 FEC Campaign Act that dealt with PACs said that, among other things, you had to put your bias in your name. You had to be transparent about who you were, what you're supporting. And people always try to manipulate it. They hide who's, who the donors are, all of this stuff. And these little laws keep trying to make it more transparent and limit what people can donate. Whether you agree or not, that's what they do. John McCain has been obsessed with campaign finance reform. Obsessed with it for decades. Decades, decades. I mean, prior to 2002, when McCain-Feingold was passed, obsessed. So they passed McCain-Feingold, or the Bipartisan Campaign Reform Act, is what they called it. Okay. It expanded the disclosure of the soft money for PACs. Got to, okay. got to, got to, you know, tell us even more who's donating it. It limited even more of the hard money. It limited what packs could advertise and when one of the big things was it said PACs, political action committees could not run commercials within 30 days of an election okay soon as you got to the 30 day mark political action committees couldn't run any more okay. commercials or 60 days prior to a primary okay <clears throat> So today's primary day in like seven states. So they can They would have had to have run stop running commercials 60 days ago. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. Okay. Why? Why is that so important? Why limiting when they can advertise is important? Just kind of plant that seed. So Citizens United pops up in 2000, after 2000 election. And as we're rolling down to 2004 and the re-election of George W. Bush, Michael Moore's movie comes out, Fahrenheit 9-11. Yep. And it's, it's going to hurt Bush's campaign. So Citizens United says, hey, isn't that 30 days prior to an election? Didn't they violate that heading down to 2004? That's a good question. And the Supreme Court eventually rules on it and says, no, they did not. Whoa. Because it's a commercial enterprise, it was a movie. Another loophole. Okay, right. Michael Moore won. Mm -hmm. Citizens United challenged and Michael Moore won. Mm -hmm. No. You can do this because it was a commercial enterprise. The thing is, did Michael Moore really win? Because all Citizens United did was use that same standard that they ruled on and said, well, fine, we are going to start a production company. And they did. And we're going to produce movies, Uh wink, wink, movies, Okay. because, hey, they're not commercials. They're movies. They're movies, yes. There's your loophole. So they produced Hillary the movie leading down to the 2008. So when she was battling it out with Obama for the nomination, they said, oh, no, no, it's not a commercial. We can run this right up to the primary in all these states because it's a movie. Well- A bunch of people in the Hillary camp got pissed off. They call the FEC and say, what up? And the FEC says, you can't do that, Citizens United. And Citizens United said, SCOTUS ruled we could. And they said, nope. So Citizens United sues. And it goes through the courts. And the appellate court says, nope, we're standing with the FEC. And they said, we're suing again. And it goes all the way up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court says, no, we told you this. It's a movie. We stand with Citizens United. It is a commercial enterprise, and you can see what they would do is they would even run commercials for it.
3: Ah, Hillary the
2: movie, blah blah and blah. Then the
3: commer- got it. But okay. it was really more of a campaign yes. commercial, yes.
2: right? Against. So they sue, they win, and it's on. And what it did is it shot down huge parts of McCain-Feingold.
3: Oh, all that was
2: out. John McCain is incensed about this because <laughs> he wanted it. He wanted that level of control. Well, there's another failure with McCain-Feingold and limiting when people can do that. What it did was say, you couldn't advertise. The the uh, the um, candidates could advertise. Okay. They could still run some commercials. But you couldn't. The people didn't have a voice. Mm. Because remember, whether you like it or not, corporations are made up of people. Political action committees are made up of people. You're not saying it is a person. It's made up of people. What it did, though... It said media could still run. Mm. Media could still interview Hillary all day long. And it was just an interview then, Chris. It wasn't political in nature at all. Of course it was. It left the power of of freedom of speech and opinion, the First Amendment, in the hands of the media because they could do what they wanted and not the people, which was another failure. So John McCain gets all ticked off off and starts fighting about this. This was just prior to all of this. This was January of 2010. I know that's a lot. So then he starts screaming to the IRS, how can you crack down on this stuff even more? Wow. So doesn't it stand to reason an aggravated and annoyed John McCain would say, go tell the IRS to try to work? the you know the background to try to get this stopped yeah of course it does yep so why is john mccain so incensed about campaign finance why is he so passionate about it well i'll explain that coming up next on the morning blaze the
0: morning blaze we're kind of like the real news except honest and factual huh what a concept the morning blaze with doc thompson only on the blaze radio network
2: Is with Doc Thompson. It's called Balm Shot. You can get it at BalmShot.com. How convenient! Balm Shot. It's a great product. It's lip balm, sure, but it's not just lip balm. It's lip balm in a cool container that is better lip balm than you get other places. The container is better. The lip balm quality is better. And I just love Wayne's story. It's a guy who got uh, lip cancer. We've told you a story. We had him on the air to explain it, and needed a better type of lip balm because the ones that out that were out there. They were not working properly. And one day he came across the uh, uh, old shotgun shell and said, maybe I could put it in a container like that. Hmm. And the rest is history. It looks awesome and works really well. If you go to BalmShot.com, you can try all the different flavors they have. There's a bunch of them out there. them for the ladies as well. And if you buy in uh, bulk, get a little discount. It's BalmShot.com. Wayne's just trying to grow his business. He's already in 3,000 stores. What a great entrepreneurial success story. That was in 2010. While Obama was infringing your rights, mm-hmm. Wayne was out there, an entrepreneur saying, How can I grow in spite of the government?
3: Yeah. And he, you know, he listened to his wife, Hey, sell it. Don't give it away.
2: It ha- so many uh, successful entrepreneurs have had that, whether it's wife or husband or just, you- you're that doing friend, this. And one day person. you're like, How come I'm not doing this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Balmshot.com. You will love it. And they got some goose swag. You get
3: this beautiful Balm hat. Balmshot hats, yeah, all kinds Balmshot. of good stuff. Balmshot.com. Balmshot.
2: So- there's um. why do you think John McCain is so passionate about campaign finance reform? Do you think it's Somehow because
3: he got hurt and uh, he's like he's uh, trying to like either hurt them back or trying to get something. And back. there it
2: is. Ninety four percent of the time incumbents win. Mm, yeah, that's true. John McCain is a career politician, period. Ninety four percent of the time incumbents win. What else was going down on? during the 2010 uh midterms remember mccain feingold ruled by the sakota i'm sorry um citizens united was ruled january of 2010 that fall was an election year
3: was he being he was
2: being he was up for Uh, re-election and he was being targeted by the tea party groups he doesn't like the tea party because the peasants challenged the king Yeah,
3: he called them hobbits.
2: He did. This is John McCain doesn't like it. And he wants campaign finance reform because it benefits him. John McCain, rich, can still spend all he wants. He's an incumbent. He'll win 94% of the time. But when a pack gets together, the people get together and say, we're going to spend money to challenge him or the others. It's a threat. And that's what McCain Feingold did. Here's John McCain. This is the short uh, clip we have of him asked about it infringing First Amendment rights. Here's his thoughts on that.
7: Well, he also he also mentioned about my abridgment of of uh, First Amendment rights. I, talking about campaign finance reform. <laughs> my response to to to, to that. Criticism is. I work in Washington, and I know that money corrupts. And I and a lot of other people were trying to stop that corruption. Obviously, from what we've been seeing lately, we didn't complete the job. But uh, if I I would rather have a a clean government uh, than one where quote first amendment rights are being (laughs) respected, that has become corrupt. If I had my choice, I'd rather have a clean government.
2: I'd rather have a clean government Mm -hmm. than first amendment rights being respected. Wow. Meaning we can throw First Amendment rights out the window if we get a clean government. Well, I've got news for John McCain. It is the First Amendment that keeps a clean government. If you want a clean government, the Bill of Rights is paramount. You don't throw the First Amendment out at all, period, in any. And that's if you get a wink, wink, clean government. What does clean government mean? Yeah. And And he's willing to do this because he's in D.C. and he sees how power corrupts. You mean 40 years in Congress doesn't corrupt? That doesn't corrupt at all. A career politician, he's out there clean. John McCain's the clean the one. clean one, yeah. In all of this. Yeah. That's what's really going on here. John McCain has fought for campaign finance reform because it benefited him and other career politicians. And you, the people, lost some opportunities with McCain Feingold to challenge him and others. It didn't say, Citizens United case didn't say corporations are people. It said people, as part of corporations or groups, can band together and speak in one voice with their money, with their First Amendment protected Mm. voice, and say, we don't like this, we do like that. And John McCain doesn't like the challenge to his royal status as part of the ruling class in D.C., The Morning Blaze with Doc
0: Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson.
2: It is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you're new to the program, please follow me on Twitter. It's at Doc Thompson Show. Chris Cruz, you can follow him as well at Real Chris Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> On uh, Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Doc Thompson Show. But please follow me. We got some really cool stuff coming up. I wanna make sure you can stay connected with us. It's uh at Doc Thompson Show. Get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Kristen's
3: saying there is no R in Washington. Yeah. Washington? The, in Washington. There's no R. I know that.
2: Is that to you? Did you say Washington? No, I didn't. Did somebody else?
3: Oh. She meant Republicans.
2: Oh, there's no oh, R. There's no okay. R. Oh, I, was, I thought you meant Washington. I, I think,
3: I think, because I like, some people like I? in
2: Western Pennsylvania, <laughs> that's what they'll say. That's how they pronounce Washington. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't it's know that. Slang,
3: yeah. The T42 saying, "Hobbits and Wacko Birds takes one to no one," Senator McCain. That's
2: right. Hobbits <laughs> and I forgot the Wacko Birds. birds. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, well, those Wacko Birds certainly beat his ass, didn't they? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They really did. Mm-hmm. How did. How did that work out? It worked out again. Uh, that they got paid off with taxpayer money. Not that they shouldn't have been made whole. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I mean, I was a Tea Party supporter, of course. I'm just saying, who did they pay them off with? With taxpayer money. It should not have been taxpayer money. They should have gotten money from Lois Lerner and Stephen, Steve Miller. Mm. Not the Joker, the Smoker, the Midnight Toker. Oh, not okay. that Steve Miller. Oh, okay. The Steve Miller from the IRS. Um, John Cox Toasting, who runs the IRS now. <laughs> Obama. They're the ones who should have had to have paid. Yeah. And even if Obama didn't have direct knowledge, <laughs> he had direct knowledge. But even if he didn't, uh, he, it was on his watch. Yes. They should have been made to pony up. Mm-hmm. That's what the rule needs to be. Mm-hmm. If you're the one, you fight so hard to be president, and you're all powerful, and I can do what I want and all this stuff, fine. Then stuff screws up like this, you're the one who has to pay for it. That'd be mm-hmm. some incentive to get it right, especially something so egregious as using the IRS to target people.
3: Yep, uh, Disco Bob in New Hampshire – uh, tweets out, McCain needs to come out of the closet and admit that he's a Democrat. He does. He's a progressive. He's sure. a
2: progressive and that's for it. Sure, that's what's so funny when that hideous daughter of his No, I'm sorry. She is disgusting. Do not she bring... is disgusting. Anyways, when she's she, on the she view. She didn't do anything to you. She's the representative and they do this. They, she's the she's the Republican. As if to say that she's the right. the right. She's on the yes. right. She's not. That's dry. It's maddening to me when that's who they put up. They put up, uh, oh, who is the guy they used to always have on CNN uh, who was an advisor for Bush? Can't think of what his name is. Uh, Roland? Sure. Uh, can't think of his name. Anyway, who's, again, another progressive. And they're like, well, let's get a reaction from the right side. No, you're not getting from the right <laughs> side. You're getting uh, progressive and progressive light. Yes. That's what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Less progressive.
3: Yep. Uh, Kathy DeBurg saying McCain is a commie in sheep and wolf
2: clothing. A communist sheep and wolf's clothing? Mm-hmm. Clothing? McCain I give you that you know,
3: you know what I'm bothers not even me? sure he's in the wolf's closing anymore um, one thing that really bothers me is that oh how did you attack a Navy veteran
2: shut up I get really frustrated shut by up. that and, th- and that's kind of a pass <clears throat> and it's given John McCain a pass yes, over the it years is. not as much recently because people know his true politics again just be honest who you are John yes. that's fine don't try to hide no. I'm a Republican you're not mm. you're you're certainly not a conservative yes. you might be a Republican um I think it was, uh, who was the former um, senator from Hawaii? Anyway, received the Congressional Medal of Honor. I think that's who it was. Same thing. The guy was a Democrat. He was okay. very, you know, uh, progressive. And when I would criticize his actions as a senator, people mm-hmm. would say, you know, he was a recipient of the Congressional Medal of Honor. And I said, yes, I, I hold that in high esteem. Mm-hmm. And John's service and this guy's service, of course, that's incredible. But it does not give you a pass to fleece America and do all kinds of wrong. Let me ask you this. Okay. Somebody is awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor. Oof. And you're like, that's wow, big one. that's incredible. That's a big one. A true hero. Mm-hmm. And then they shoot your son in the face. Hello. Did, are they allowed to do that? Mm, no. They rape your wife and daughter. Are they okay? Oof. Are you okay? You're like, well. He's a Medal of Honor. He's a medal of Honor recipient. So, <laughs> okay, good. That's okay. That's okay then. No. Now, that's the extreme, of course. Yes. My point is because you have done something spectacular and honorable and amazing does not give you a pass to do bad. Because you've done something bad does not mean that you can't do something good in the future or negate any good that you have already done. And that's the important thing. We have to start looking at these actions and activities, things that happen, and calling them for what they are. You did good, good. You're honored and supported and rewarded for that. This over here, you've done bad, and you're going to be chastised and punished for that. And when it's over, you've served your time or your punishment, and it's done. That's what's so frustrating about the court of public opinion now. Your name is mud forever. Yeah, you can't come back. You did wrong. I mean, let's say Harvey Weinstein, by all accounts, not a good guy, but let's say over the course of his life, he had done amazing thing, given, you know, all of his money to orphans and children mm-hmm. and helping. Okay, that's good. So he has done some good. It doesn't give you the right to, you know, hide behind plants and Proposition Broads with Mr. Johnson out. It doesn't give you the right. That's still wrong. Those are separate. Let's say Harvey Weinstein turns over a new leaf. And I don't mean of the plant that he's hiding behind with Mr. Johnson out to Proposition <laughs> Women. <laughs> That he changes his ways. And by his ways, I don't, never mind. I don't mean his you act, ways. He's, you can't. Let's say he changes.
3: It's still that. Like, remember, he did Let's say char-
2: Harvey Weinstein stops doing bad stuff that he's been accused of. Okay. Okay.
3: Yeah, that one looks good.
2: And becomes an evangelist for doing right and good in the world. He walks the world like Mother Teresa, giving all that he has, sacrificing body and money and time, starving himself to feed other Mm -hmm, people. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does that mean he didn't do bad? No, he did do bad. He did bad, but he did really bad. He was responsible, and it's over. Yeah. The balance sheet gets to be weighed by God, not us. Yep. That's not for me to decide. But we must look at the good he's doing and call it for what it is, then. That is good. John McCain served. That's honorable. My undying appreciation for that. As a member of the House of Representatives and then the Senate, he has been one of the greatest dirtbags of our time. So let's call each for what it is. He was honorable, he was a dirtbag. Earthwater dot com. Uh, actually, that's not the website. So I make sure blaze dot com. Team Earthwater. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. dot team Earthwater dot com. Earthwater dot com. I know. didn't have it in front of me. I just wanted to make. Do you sure like I- Brazilian music? <laughs> I thought I could get it right, and I couldn't. Anyways, the is where you could sign up to join the Earthwater Affiliate Program. This is such a great idea. This could be one of the things that you've been waiting for as we've talked with entrepreneurs over the last years. You know, some little revenue stream is kind of supplement your income. Or it could be something that is a full turnkey business for you. If you join the affiliate Earthwater Affiliate Program, you're going to get the opportunity to share your unique ID link with others. And by becoming an affiliate, you're you're reserving your position in the network marketing tree with the direct market model This is a model. You've probably uh, probably familiar with there may be other products and services. Yeah, uh, people have um, Recruited you to be a part of or you've bought from if you've read Reach that poor dad He says this is maybe the best model to grow a business. There's nothing wrong with it. it's actually very solid Well, they're moving to this because they do want to grow their business. It's incredibly expensive to try to get their brand out marketing but this benefits you because all you have to do is share that unique to, uh, link with others, encourage them to try Earth Water, mm-hmm. and when they buy, you get paid. You're what? they're paying you to be the marketing. Yeah, but end I have to
3: buy like ten cases minimum.
2: No, you don't have to buy anything.
3: Okay, then I have to literally get them in my house, no. and go with my car. Amazon and handles
2: them. all fulfillment. Free shipping and handling, handling through Amazon. You hmm. don't have to worry about it. There's hmm. no monthly minimum, no auto ship, none of that stuff. An incredibly easy turnkey business, and you make 40% weekly commissions. 40% weekly commissions. Just go to Team Earthwater. No, just go to TheBlaze.TeamEarthWater.com. One more time. TheBlaze.TeamEarthWater.com. Think I've been get so it. good on this for have, You weeks. have, you have, you have. TheBlaze.TeamEarthWater.com. Thank God that Join have them, them promo today. Code. You will love it the entrepreneurial spirit
1: is to dream and to do
2: we are building america brian cantrell joining us now from radiate how are you brian
7: I'm good, Doc. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you, Chris. No, How thanks. Are guys today?
2: Yeah, we're doing well. Thanks for joining us. Now, uh, Radiate has been an advertiser here for, uh, I don't know, a couple of months or so. Yeah. And yeah. we have on uh, primarily non-advertisers. Some eventually become advertisers. But we just like to disclose people when people are advertisers as well. We don't do this features just for advertisers. No. It's primarily for people who are not because we want to tell entrepreneurial stories. We want to tell you about good products radiate though it's a cool is it's you got a pretty cool story when i heard brad Uh, staggs talking about it i was like this is awesome so tell us a little bit about your business before we get to the invention of radiate
7: well radiate uh campfire company was um born out of the desire to make uh stuff in america we also wanted to use recycled products as much as possible and we were geared towards the outdoor enthusiasts so that's how um, we became a company last year, and um, our first product is the Radiate Portable Campfire.
2: The radi- Explain what it is, because uh, okay. you're going to be able to explain it better than I can.
7: So the Radiate Portable Campfire is an alternative to a wood campfire. We utilize recycled soy wax and recycled paper pulp. And what we do is we put this in a container so that you have a portable campfire. You can... Um, light the campfire up you can slide the lid on to turn it off to snuff it out and that makes it a reusable product you don't have to have your campfire going for longer than 20 minutes if you don't want um, and you slide that lid back on turn your campfire off and then you can relight it uh, the next day the next morning when you're at your camp um, it's great for camping at the you know in the mountains at the lake at the beach you can use it in your backyard you can even put it in a fireplace at the cabin that you're at so you have a no mess cleanup.
2: See, I love that about it too, but I love that you can cook over it too. You're not getting all the uh you know contaminants or stuff that may be in some of the stuff you burn.
7: That's right. We use a non toxic soy wax. So um it's a food grade wax as well as the recycled paper pulp, same paper pulp we use for egg cards. So that's also food grade. Uh it's really great for roasting marshmallows and hot dogs over. It's fantastic.
2: So so where did you come up with this idea?
7: yeah you know, the the idea of this product uh, took about seven years to really gel because wow. um, we we originally uh, were using um we were making waxing products, and we had like excess wax, um, we would do sample runs of other things that we were making, and this wax would go into um into buckets and that would end up going into the trash, and we just got tired of throwing it away, and we just were trying to figure out another use for it. And once you know there's a, there's only a few things you can do with uh wax after you run sample runs and, and you have access you know, especially um we were making um products in the beauty industry at the time, and so uh we were just messing around we threw crumpled up egg cartons into the into the uh the bucket, and we're talking about a five and ten gallon buckets, and we would light those on fire uh, outside of the warehouse um, in the winter time just uh really just for fun. That's really how this was born. We're like, this is really great. We've got this huge bonfire in this bucket, but how do you make a product out of it? It weighs like fifty
4: pounds, <laughs> <laughs> right?
7: And so uh, really it was the container part of it. And that was like seven years ago we started doing this. Um, and then last year we finally figured out a, a, a container to um, utilize and um, found a weight that we could ship uh, profitably and that's when we started to brand this thing, uh, Radiate.
2: I just I love the story too. Um, so often, necessity is the mother of invention, uh, yeah. which is kind of the case here. But your necessity wasn't, hey, I need a product that does. It was, hey, I need to do something with some of these materials. And that's yeah. that's smart business. It's inventive. It's creative. It's awesome.
7: Yeah, thank you so much. Um, and then you know we had uh, we had started with a Kickstarter just to see if there was any interest. You know, like a proof of concept for um, the item, and then uh, through that we were um, we, we were found from Shark Tank. Shark Tank, uh, the producers found our Kickstarter, and then invited us to come to pitch the sharks. And uh, that was really exciting because at that point we just had a concept; we didn't have any production, mm-hmm. only some you know uh, samples of it that we had made to test it. And uh, it really catapulted us into. Um, Into really having a business at that, uh, you know, we really didn't have anything at that time. So it pushed us to actually form a company, make a product, go into production and start marketing it, which was really exciting.
2: And so they last about what, five hours?
7: Um, Three to five hours. So it really depends on your elevation because the the oxygen level is going to determine um, how hot that's going to burn. So at sea level, about three hours up in the mountains, you get about five.
2: That's really cool. That's that's yeah. awesome. So how's it been going? How's, how have you been doing with it?
7: Well, we've been doing great. I mean, we, we really had an exciting time with the Blaze. Um, you guys did a great job. We were really enthusiastic to have um, Brad and you guys pitching it. And uh, so that was super successful. And then um, since then, since Shark Tank, of course, we aired about uh, the end of January um, is when we were on Shark Tank. Um, it's been like a – it's been a great uh, – experience since then. We've had lots of opportunities, lots of retail uh, opportunities, and the enthusiasm for the product has not stopped yet. We keep growing every month, and um, we're real excited uh, to see where this can go.
2: I, I think this is one of those products if you hang with it, um, you know, ride the wave, maybe challenging at times, you will probably become the gold standard that it, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, whatever it is, Everybody just gets one when they go camping. It's one of those products yeah. you just you just take with you.
7: I, I can. Kind of, I'm, I'm hoping that too. Of course, um, w- one thing that we have been working with is um, the Forest Service. Um, we've been uh, sending them samples. Um, we have a lot of wildfires in the U.S. We have a lot of wildfires in Canada, and there's always that danger. And this is a great product to alleviate that danger because there's no embers that fly out of it. You can still have that great campfire experience. But you don't have the danger of wildfire spreading due to embers. Um, and then the ease of snuffing it out by putting that lid back on, you don't have to worry about your campfire, that it was out totally, that you've got enough water on it or dirt. Um, this doesn't have that problem. You slide the lid on, you take it with you, you leave no trace of uh, the fire happening. And um, if that happens, if we can get the Forestry Service behind it, I think you're right, that we will – will probably be the product that is in all campgrounds um, in the future.
2: Well, it's an awesome story and a great product. In fact, I've got one right now. I'm waiting for us to go camping, which my oh, wife's yeah. telling me. Oh, yeah, I
7: have two. Mm-hmm. I, have, I, sh-
3: I, have I do the, right now, yeah. Uh,
2: you and yeah, then I have probably. the
3: one that has for the mosquitoes because you also Aww. have the one for yeah. oh. keeping
2: mosquitoes out, right? Like a citronella
7: type yeah. thing? Well, so we don't use citronella. We wanted yeah. to use an all-natural oil, which is um, eucalyptus and lemon oil that we that's- use. Oh. Does a great job. Uh, very similar to the same effect as Centinella, but it's not – Centinella has, like, a very uh, – it's a very strong fragrance and can, like, kind of burn your nostrils yeah. and things like that. And this is a – this is you know, those are usually candles. This is a giant campfire, so we wanted to have something that was a little more pleasant but did the same uh, great job with the uh, insect. So that's how ours works.
2: And what's the website?
7: RadiateCampfire.com.
2: RadiateCampfire.com. That's radiatecampfire.com. We'll tweet out a link to it if people are interested. Uh, and we wish you the best doc. of luck, Brian, okay?
7: Thanks, you guys. Have a great morning.
2: All right, buddy. Let us know if we can help you in the future. It's radiatecampfire.com. We'll put that out there. Yeah. I do. I'm serious. I have, it's, it's right now uh, behind the seat of my car.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have two. I have because um, I got like, sweet skin, so mosquitoes like to like attack me. So you I, taste
2: better than I. I don't. I'm not bothered by the bugs really? as much. Yuna, though. Woo.
3: Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's because we are foreigners. They Maybe that's it. Is that you, you guys are like a you delicacy? Americans trained the mosquitoes to attack no, foreigners. No,
2: it could be. It could be that conspiracy. It's. <laughs> it's more that we're just the everyday bland. You're Kelly. Oh, Cali, you're okay. caliente. Eh, exotic. The exotic. Right, exactly. Blood. And the reason Yuna keeps getting bit because they bite her, and then just like an hour later. They just need more blood. They just Yes <laughs> suck They it just up. keep getting more hungry. They're like, let's have Korean. We're just hungry again. We're just you know. So they gotta keep. <laughs> Maybe on that note, we get a break and find out what we learned today.
0: This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, the Blaze Radio Network.
2: with doc thompson righty, that is it ladies and gentlemen the end of the morning plays but before we go as always let's find out what we learned today is that loud
3: very loud
2: oh, that was good though uh, no it's good a little obnoxious but very loud well, you sound like these things are mutually exclusive good and obnoxious can be the same thing no, no. okay I even forgot what I was right. We learned today that Netflix employees have a five-second rule for office sexual harassment. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same as when I drop stuff it's on the floor.
3: Struggle. Yeah, it's a five-second rule.
2: <laughs> Although my five-second rule is a little... 10, 15, shoot, 30 seconds. I'm a little generous with my five-count. Yes, count. yes. We learned after the SCOTUS ruling in 2010, citizens united against John McCain. (laughs)
4: Those hobbits Uh,
2: and wacko birds. The Tea Party hobbits and wacko birds. Yes, in the uh, hobbits and wacko birds versus John McCain, (laughs) the wacko birds are on top. Oh, yes, wouldn't that be great if uh, his, uh, whatever little town he lives in, one of the seven towns, they did the wacko birds as their logo. (laughs) We also learned that I will proudly wear a Staten Island Doc Thompson Rats jersey. Oh yes, they do it's, a Doc Thompson Rats. I'd if do they it. don't, they better do it right now. Cracker Rats, White Guy Rats, <laughs> something like that. I would do that. Some of those mice. Ohio White Guy. See, I have no history. I'm yeah, just you a, don't.
3: You don't. You just a white. Person.
2: By the way, I may have to move back to Ohio. Side note. Why? I may have to move to Ohio. Why? Because there's a super volcano brewing under... Oh, did you see that? Under Vermont, New Hampshire... New Hampshire. And Connecticut. A yes. super volcano. So because of that, I may have to move back to Ohio. Well, why to Ohio? Because that's where the lava is going to end up. Oh. It's oh. a super volcano.
3: Forget about the islands. Yeah, you, know, you don't move
2: to Connecticut. No, that's no, going to no, be no. in the volcano. Oh, the lava. And, and, the magma? And listen, magma, it's... Listen, it's going to reach all the way to Pittsburgh. Oh. So that's what I'm... So we go over there and we could just... You know what I'm saying? Chris Cruz, it. what, if anything, did you learn today?
3: Well, Doc Thompson thinks Lacey Eye people ha-
2: are like geckos. No, no, no. You, you th- split
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking up. You just look right in the middle. Looks like Bob from Playable just got hired at the HR department of Netflix.
2: Netflix, yeah. He's he's there. He's working it. He, well, you know what? Uh, he'd done his work at uh, iHub.
3: <laughs> yes, he's done with that. He's done with that. And Senator McCain's an idiot, horrible human being. I don't know how Megan McCain got to be so nice. Like, where did she get that size? Nice.
2: She's not nice and she's, she's not nice, attractive. She's, she's nothing. She's what gorgeous.
3: Is... I don't know. I think she's adopted.
2: <sighs> Milkman's mailman. Kirk Jones, spin of the dials, radio style, Dallas, Texas, Morning Mercury students. What, if anything, did you learn today? What
3: I learned today, leave it to Netflix to create a five-second rule for workplace
0: conduct. <laughs> That's <laughs> only for, for food. That's for food. That's Come on.
2: right. I like it for all things, though. Yes. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did the listeners learn today? Stinky
3: Biscuit, turn in a hashtag letter to a new husband. Number one, stop. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop, do
3: Steven saying, uh, if I was a Republican, my campaign ads will feature Nancy Pelosi and Messine Waters on repeat.
2: Yep, done. Just loop them.
3: Uh, Adam sent us some awesome jumbo uh, Jacksonville jumbo shrimp. Look at that. Oh, the jumbo Look shrimp's at that. okay. He's pissed. Rebel Republican tweeting out, Doc Thompson only has two more years of child support payments.
2: Uh No. No? I'm going to support the other two.
3: <laughs> Deuce 5 say my personal favorite minor league team logo is the minor
2: rare biscuits. The biscuits because the, the tongue is a pat get of the, butter. Yes! I love the so biscuits. So cool. I've seen the biscuits before and I love so it. So cool. Hey, I didn't get the We're new numbers that. on procrastination. I'll get to them tomorrow. What else do we have coming up tomorrow? Uh, Chef Patrick. Are we sure? I don't know. Okay. What does Glenn have coming He's up? talking to
3: Alex. Pretty Are we cool sure? Yes.
2: What is Glenn wearing today? Staten
3: Island Pirate Rats jersey. Are we sure? Yes.
2: Remember the Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six up for Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever, Wherever you are. Anya, now you go home.
4: That was
0: good. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.